This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Carlson, Carlson, världens bästa Carlson. Carlson, Carlson, hoj här kommer Carlson. Carlson, Carlson, ingen faktiskt, ingen annan Carlson vill jag så bra som mig. Carlson, Carlson, Carlson scores! Carlson, Carlson, Welcome everybody to the longest running fantasy hockey podcast in the world, hosted by two guys who claim to know a lot about hockey but are finally going to put it to the test. I am your host, Elon Dubrovsky, and with me, as always, is the fantasy hockey robot, the Poobah prognostication, the IPP MVP, Brian Com. Hello, Elon. Hello, everybody. Yes, we, we claim a lot, and uh, we've, we're putting our egos on display and our, our reputations on trial in this next episode, and uh, I'm really nervous about the whole thing, even though I know how it all turns out. <laughs> Uh, it was a really scary experience to, to actually be called out for what we do and don't know about hockey. Yeah, so here's the plan for today. Like Brian said, we're going to be playing a pre-recorded piece of audio. We had a really fun patron cast on Wednesday where patron Tom Crowhurst came on the show and like quizzed Brian and I. He gave us a full hockey and fantasy hockey trivia challenge, and it was a blast. And we usually around once a year, we decide to share what we've been doing with the patrons with the rest of the world. Just let people know the fun we're having. And we feel like to the patrons, yeah, I know we promise you an ep- extra bonus episode every month, but we've been doing like episodes every single week here. Like we're running things to talk about. Normally, the summer, we only go every couple weeks, so hopefully you'll give us a break. Uh, but anyways, that was really fun, but we're still going to give you some content. So the plan for today is Brian and I are going to chat for a little bit, then we're going to cut to the fun game we played with Tom Crowhurst, and then we'll come back at the end to say hello once again. But before we get to all of that, of course, let's mention that we are presented by DauberHockey.com, the number one fantasy hockey website in the world. I saw a really good article today by our friend Ian Gooding, all about like Hudobin leading the stars and doing so well. And then he also talked about some other players whose value increased during the postseason. So a really useful article. You know, what we're trying to do on the podcast here, right? Figure out what we can learn from the playoffs, whose stocks have risen, and whether that rise is like something that you should expect to be real, or is it like a phantom thing and you should let other people expect that the player is actually better when really we know better and we know that it was just an aberration. Anyway, check it out, dobberhockey.com. But with that, Brian, like I said, first I wanted to chat a little bit. We've got two series going on now both in the situation that you hate the most, 3-1 to one series, as Tampa Bay beat the Islanders today 4-1. to one. So it's three games to one for Tampa, three games to one for Dallas, who continues to shock. I thought Colorado was going to wipe the floor with them. I was less confident that Vegas would wipe the floor with them after we saw what they did with Colorado. And now Dallas, one win away from the Stanley Cup. And so we'll talk about them in a bit. But first, actually, 
I wanted to talk about Tampa and specifically Nikita Kucherov, who had another great game today. And now he's up to nine points in four games in this round so far versus the Islanders. Overall in the playoffs, 25 points in 17 games. Brian, my first question to you is, should we be even more impressed with what Kucherov is doing, considering the fact that he's been doing this without Steven Stamkos in the lineup? Like, not to take away from Braden Point, of course, who's been tremendous and he was back in the lineup today. Uh, But, you know, Kucherov used to have both Point and Stamkos on the team. And you might say, well, yeah, but he wasn't necessarily I was playing on a line with Stamkos, but you know, when Stamkos was in the lineup, if Stamkos is on a separate line, that means the other team has to split their defense against these two lines and not put all of their efforts into stopping one line. Also, we still had Stamkos on the power play. So all of that said, Brian, are you even more impressed with what Kucherov is doing, considering the fact that Stamkos hasn't been in the lineup? I'm wildly impressed by what Kucherov is doing, but part of it is because Stamkos is out of the lineup. That's a reason to be impressed uh, because, hey, he, he's doing it on his own. There's one less player to to key in on uh, in the Tampa lineup that players, uh, opposition teams can focus on Kucherov. But Kucherov is also able to do this because uh, if Stamkos isn't around, Tampa has a lot of depth, but not a whole lot of high-end names like which is surprising when you think about Tampa you think about such a high-powered offense but really you've got Kucherov, Point, and Samkos and Samkos has been out and Point has missed just a little bit of time and might be playing it at partial capacity right now but Kucherov essentially gets extra minutes to step in and do his thing, which is exactly what he's done with Stamkos out. I don't think he'd be doing this well with Stamkos out just because he wouldn't have the opportunity. Looking at what Kucherov is doing these playoffs, and you mentioned those numbers, Elon, they're, they're fantastic. They include the round robin. Uh, without the round robin, 21 points in 13 games, which is just like mind-blowing. He's had three games recently where he's had three or more points in them which is how you win the Stanley Cup, right? You have one superstar who's putting the team on his back and winning you games by himself. That guy in Tampa is Nikita Kucherov, whose points per 60 these playoffs is up where it was during his heart Art Ross and Ted Lindsay award-winning season back in 2018-19, which is a big deal because he's seeing two more minutes a night than he did that year and three more minutes tonight than he saw this regular season, which means that Kucherov has not only raised his point rates, but he has more minutes with which to be doing that. So you put it all together and and it's just uh, amazing and incredible what Nikita Kucherov has been able to accomplish. That's really the headline. Uh, huge point production, more time to do it. Uh, he's also putting pucks towards the net like no other time in his career, averaging three more shot attempts per 60 minutes than his regular season rates have been around over the last few years. So just everything going Kucherov's way. He's got this extra responsibility and he's thriving with it. Wow, yeah. So he's amazing. Obviously, his stock has gone up. He's another person that maybe Ian Gooding should have mentioned in his article. And of course, I, I should say, like you said that he's put the team on his back. Like, yeah, Braden Point, like Victor Hedman. They've had a couple other guys who've also had amazing playoffs. But Kucherov, probably the highlight. Though, you know, we did our draft last week for the KKPP final round. And I took Kucherov third. And then, who was it? Uh, Ricard, I think. Yeah, Ricard took point fourth. And you pointed out at the time that actually Point had more points. This series so far, Kucherov's getting more points. But there, it's like, you know, basically the same. Like, they've both been fantastic. Hopefully, point is fine. He apparently sat out the final nine minutes of today's game, but that could also be just because Tampa was winning and they didn't need him, so they might as well rest him if he's still, you know, trying to recover from an injury. Uh, So, Brian... Thinking back to like a year ago when people were preparing for their fantasy drafts this year, 
Kucherov was taken first in a lot of leagues, right? After this season, you pointed out where he had 128 points in 2018-19. He won the Art Ross. And the people who picked him first, they ended up regretting that pick, right? Like he had a good season, 85 points in 68 games, nothing to sneeze at. But that's only a 103-point pace, putting him behind Dreisaitl, McDavid, Panarin, Pasternak, McKinnon, Malkin, and Zibanejad in terms of points per game. And in the Kakupful specifically, the Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patriot Fantasy League, when we're giving points for, you know, shots and, and hits and all of that stuff... He was ranked 13th in fantasy points per game behind Zibanejad, McKinnon, Pasternak, Dreisaitl, McDavid, Ovechkin, Matthews, Malkin, Panarin, Kane, Stamkos, and Eichel. So, you know, he wasn't a good first pick. He would have been a good, like, second pick at the start of the second round. Uh, So, Brian, now going into next season, let's say we were drafting for the Cupful right now. Where would you be ranking Kucherov in your projections? He's had that this great playoffs, uh, but he had this... You know, I don't want to say disappointing, but like not top tier elite regular season. So at this point, like, do you bump him up higher than 13th? And if yes, I'd be curious to know who of this list of players I said, like, you know, falls behind him that was ahead of him this year. Again, this all comes down strictly to deployment. Nikita Kucherov doesn't play as much as most of those guys you named, and he doesn't even play as much as 2018-19 Nikita Kucherov did when he had those 128 points. Yes, his point rates dropped uh, some this season, but he also lost a minute of ice time. How many times does that happen that the Hart, Art Ross, and Ted Lindsay award-winning player sees a nearly 60-second cut in their ice time the next year. And I think a lot of that speaks to Tampa's strategy to stay healthy and stay ready all season long for what they see as a legit, and of course we all see it too, a legit shot at the Stanley Cup while they're in their window. This is Tampa tweaking their business to say, okay, uh, if we want to do better, if we don't want to get swept out of the first round this year, we might need to pace ourselves a little better. So far, it seems to be working. You can't tell, like, you know, we can't directly connect this line, but I imagine if it works for Tampa this year, they're not going to be handing over the minutes again next year, assuming Steven Stamkos and Braden Point are 100% healthy. Uh, so I still would be a little nervous about drafting Nikita Kucherov too early, knowing that he's going to play fewer five-on-five minutes than a lot of these other superstars you just named. Yeah, I almost wonder then if he's going to be overrated after the playoffs like in a fantasy league okay this is how i expect things to go okay i think either mckinnon or mcdavid go one two then probably you've got pasternak and maybe dry so that's the top four picks i think are pretty set but then after that i feel like there's a lot of ways you can go you know there's ovechkin of course who's so great because of all of his shots then you have like kucherov but then you also still have like eichel patrick kane panarin like all these guys who i said austin matthews were better like i'm just curious i guess maybe you clearly don't know an answer right now but like if you had fifth pick who do you take do you take Kucherov or do you think that like that will be a mistake because it sounds like what you're saying is you think whatever happened this season is reasonable to expect to continue into next season which means he's not a top five he's more of a top 10 at best well that would be my fear right that uh, Nikita Kucherov just doesn't get an opportunity to play any more than he did uh looking through uh all, again, I'll, I'll just name you all the guys who ranked similarly to Kucherov in five-on-five five points but played a lot more minutes than him. Panarin, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Kane, McDavid, uh, Pasternak I'll throw in there, uh, Malkin if you uh, adjust for the amount of games he missed due to injury, uh, Ehlers, Matthews, Shifley. Now I'm just going by five-on-five five points so my list doesn't exactly match yours. But you see the point I'm making that Kucherov is – 
putting up top flight production, but not getting top flight minutes because this seems to be the way the Lightning want to manage things. So this isn't to say that Kudrov is not an elite top five player in the NHL. This is just a, a consideration you need to make when wanting him in fantasy to be on your roster. You just have to account for the fact that they don't want to let him loose the way that even Toronto wants to let Austin Matthews loose, right? Because Matthews and Tavares share time in their top six, but Matthews still got more five-on-five minutes than Kucherov did by by a handy amount. Okay, well, so I'm going to be interested to see the ADPs next year. I think these playoffs are going to bring Kucherov back to the top five, and maybe if there was no playoffs, if it had been totally canceled, I think he might have fallen to, like, 10th, and now I think he's going to jump up ahead of these guys once again, and we'll see if it turns out to be a mistake. Uh, the other series, Dallas, up 3-1. to one. Not much thanks to Tyler Sagan. So I want to go, you know, we talk about one superstar doing well, and now one superstar really disappointing, at least in terms of fantasy and offense. Like he's playing big minutes. Like, in fact, so he has one assist in four games in this series against Vegas so far. But, like, uh, he did play in yesterday's game. He played 21 minutes and 32 seconds. So he played huge minutes, but he had no points and no shots. So it's like, what was he doing with all that time? But I guess, hey, Dallas won the game, so you can't complain. He he was also pointless in the final four games of the Colorado series. So you add it all up. Sagan's at eight points in 19 playoff games now. This is after a regular season, by the way, where Sagan was pacing for his lowest ever total by a lot as a star. He was only sitting at 50 points in 69 games for a 59-point pace at the time of the pause. But we generally just, like, blamed that on Dallas. Right? When we talked about Dallas at the end of the season, we said, oh, none of their players got points. Like, Sagan's 60-point pace was, like, still among the best on the team. But now, in the playoffs, we have guys like Ben, Radulov, Pavelski, Gurionov, and, of course, both of the defensemen in Haskin and Klingberg. All of them are having fantastic playoffs in terms of their offensive numbers, but Sagan is still is almost nowhere to be seen. He's, he's pacing for even lower than he did in the regular season. So all that said, I should point out there was this tweet by Adrian Dater last Sunday, right after our draft, after I drafted him in the KKPP, and Adrian said, Tyler Sagan's wrist injury remains a worry for the stars. He'll play, but wrists are easily re-injured if they aren't allowed to heal properly. So... Uh, I guess he's injured, which I didn't even realize when I picked him. And obviously that could be an excuse for why he's not getting many points, but I guess he's still able to provide like value to the team in other ways. So like, what's the, is there a fantasy takeaway here? Like, should we just now throw the playoffs out, even though he hasn't been getting many points like going into next year, we should still consider him to be like the top forward to draft on Dallas. Or do we have to be thinking that at least some of like Ben, Radulov, Pavelski, Gurianov have maybe overtaken Sagan in your stars forward fantasy projections for next season? Like I'm just trying to figure out in my brain, like, does this wrist injury excuse it? Or should we still be concerned about Sagan? First off, we don't uh, we don't love Adrian Dater on this podcast. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's had some questionable uh, moments of behavior on Twitter and also some very questionable takes. But the behavior is the first part. Like he actually like, I don't know, excommunicado. I just watched John Wick 2. To me, he's excommunicado. Uh, okay. So maybe if you could find that from another source, that's even better. But uh, the, the information still remains uh, that Tyler Sagan, yeah, had a really is having a crummy time both in the playoffs and in the regular season. Uh, 50 points in 69 regular season games for not even 
a 60 point pace. If you want to be generous with your rounding, that would get Tyler Sagan there. Uh, but, uh, you'd have to be generous with your rounding to get Tyler Sagan to 60 points, which is wild. Uh, I'm going to talk a bit more about his season and then I'll circle back to your question about where he ranks amongst the other Dallas stars. Looking back at this season specifically, it's easy to point to some stuff, uh, like variance related. First off, Sagan had a bad shooting percentage. It was five and a half percent, which is almost a third and definitely less than half of where it had been for a while. Although it's been lower for the last few years, uh, Tyler Sagan shooting percentage, but this year was even worse than the last few where it had already been down. The interesting part of that is that his expected goals rates haven't changed a whole lot. But his shooting percentage keeps falling and falling and falling. So uh, you wonder how much of this is a systems change. And you wonder, Elon, at moments like this, uh, this would be a moment for you to say, I don't know how I feel about expected goals as a stat to try and measure how dangerous a shot is, right? Yeah, I guess one thing to consider is that I don't think expected goals takes into account the power of the shot, right? It's more like the location they took the shot from, uh, but they don't like have radars on the ice, like clocking the shot. So theoretically, if his wrist is hurting, then maybe he doesn't have as fast of a shot. Uh, so obviously that could be playing a factor, even though he's taking the same number of shots from the same places, though he had zero shots on goal in the last game for what it's worth. But okay, your point is taken. Yeah. So of course, one concern with expected goals models uh, is that uh, they only use the data that's offered by the NHL's play-by-play scorekeeping, uh, which, one, isn't necessarily totally robust, and two, can be inaccurate, and it could be inconsistent. So uh, we need to still think, okay, maybe there's some piece of context here that isn't being counted. An injury, a nagging injury, could be a part of it for sure, Elon. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so this is one weird thing about Tyler Sagan recently, uh, but also this year his bad on, his on ice shooting percentage was also awful. He also had a career low uh, shot attempt per sixty rate, and all this bad news for Tyler Sagan has not gotten any better in the playoffs. On the variance side, Sagan's shooting percentage is still garbage, and his IPP is now also garbage, down at forty percent, uh, and his shot attempts per sixty rates that I already told you we're at a career low in his regular season, there's been a significant drop from that career low regular season number here in the postseason. So it makes sense that something else might be up. I still believe in Tyler Sagan's skill. That said, uh, you know, he's back playing with Ben and Radulov. Uh, he, he spent a lot of the season with them, but they weren't clicking a whole lot. Now Ben and Radulov are clicking and Sagan isn't, which brings us to your initial question. Uh, how do we rank Sagan amongst these guys? I would still take a perfectly healthy Sagan, uh, ahead of any of these guys, assuming that's the only thing going on. And even without uh, that tweet of context, I would still wonder, like, what is exactly happening to have Sagan just fall off the way he has and become ineffective in the areas where he's been so effective in the past? So I'm still a believer in Tyler Sagan, but I would caution anyone about reaching for a Dallas star, especially since they've gotten this far playing the brand of hockey that they've played in the regular season, which was very uh, not offense. Like it was defense first, second, and third. So uh, for that reason, I'm not even thinking about ranking Ben Sagan, Pavelski, Radulov. I'm like, I still want Sagan, then probably Radulov, then Ben, I guess, then Pavelski. But that's where we were to start the season two. Uh, That hasn't changed. But where I'd start taking those guys in the draft order has just shifted down universally. 
Okay, even though we did see in the Colorado series, it was very impressive how they were able to totally turn things on their head. But like you said, maybe that's not what brings them success against most teams. So they'll go back to the defensive style next year. By the way, Brian, you left out Gurionov. I feel like uh, you always forget about those young guys. I think that a lot of people would have him ranked ahead of the, maybe even Ben and ahead of Pavelski for next year. Did you not leave out Gurionov? I was just naming the guys you named. No, I named Gurionov. Oh, my bad. I left him <laughs> uh, so I will, fi- I don't know, another source I found, there's a SB Nation site Defending Big D, and an article by Robert Tiffin today was like talking about the last game, and he wrote here, Sagan also had a monster game in this one, even if his alleged wrist injury is hampering his scoring touch right now. And then he goes on, so uh, I don't know, I guess we'll find, at the end of the past we'll find out, right? Like Dallas management will say if Sagan was injured or not. I guess right now it's just a rumor, maybe a rumor started by Adrian Dater, so we'll have to uh, find out after the fact what the real story was. By the way, uh, this article continues to say, perhaps a reason why Sagan isn't shooting as much and doing as much of the offense is because they got Joe Pavelski, and now Sagan doesn't have to do it all like he used to, because now the Stars have more players, and maybe Gurionov is another person who you could add to that list, so that could be another reason why maybe Sagan has the same skill, but maybe Dallas just has more offensive contributors. Remember, it used to be back in the day, it was like Sagan and Ben, and then who knows who else, like whoever's on that line would be good. Then they got Radulov, so then there were three. Now, all of a sudden, you add Pavelski and you add Gurionov, and maybe it's like a flip situation of what you were talking about with Kucherov, right? Like now, while Kucherov has to do it all himself, because there's no other high-end guys on Tampa, aside from like Braden Point, while Stamkos is out, of course, with uh, Dallas, maybe they're realizing they could spread things out a little bit more, and maybe that won't be great news for Sagan moving forward, even if he is healthy. So an interesting storyline for us to follow in the offseason. I will hearken back to those days that you just mentioned for a second of where, where Jamie Ben was the perennial heart candidate. Uh, it was Ben and Sagan, 87 and 77 points. This is 2015. Do, can, do you want to guess, Elon, who the third ranked scorer was in Dallas? Ooh, fun. Okay. Uh, Patrick Eves. No. Uh, can I guess more? Yeah. You can guess until you're done guessing. Cody Eakin. Great guess. He was fourth in scoring with 40 points in 78 Uh, games. Okay, Brian, I already played the trivia game, and so I don't really feel like I should have to answer more trivia questions. Give me a clue. Give me, like, what's the uh, initials? Uh, JS. That did not help me. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Who is it? Jason Spezzo is 62 points. My boy. And you know who is also coming up tied with Cody Eakin and had a better points per game pace that season was a young John Klingberg, 22 years old, 40 points in 65 games. He would become the fourth leading scorer the following season behind Ben Sagan and again, Jason freaking Spezza. Oh yeah, I believe, Brian, that must have been Klingberg's first year. I think going into that season, we were excited about Trevor Daly because he had taken over. One on of the us t- was. <laughs> I was because he had taken over as the top power play defenseman and he held that spot at the start of the year. And I think Klingberg came in partway through. And after that, obviously, Klingberg was a huge success right away. We were definitely having podcasts. We could go back into the episode archive and hear us being like, is, is Klingberg for real? This is great. And then I probably, you were saying, well, if his competition is Trevor Daly, then I think that he's going to be able to hold this top power play spot and if you did say that you were correct because Klingberg held it all the way until I guess this playoffs where we started having discussions of whether Haskinen has taken over by the way Haskinen's had a quiet series against Vegas but whatever they're winning games so you, you can't micro analyze just a four game set uh Okay, so Brian, with that, those are the two topics I wanted to discuss with you today. So I think we have one more piece of business to get to, and then we'll cut over to 
our trivia contest that we participated in. Uh, but yeah, before we get to that, I want to take a second and thank our sponsor for this week's episode of Keeping Carlson and all of the episodes of Keeping Carlson during these playoffs. And those are our friends over at DraftKings. It's been so much fun, Brian. I'm so happy you did it. You set up this DraftKings League with the patrons. And for my first time uh, since we started this, I came second in one of the contests yesterday. So I think I won like $3. So my I put in $25 and we've been doing $1 each day for a contest. We also have free contests, but uh, I was just hoping to not run out of my $25 before the playoffs is over. So this like $3 is going to go a long way, but it's so much fun. You pick a team. Now there's fewer games. So sometimes we even have for a single game, you just have to pick like the five players who will do the best in a single game and keep under the budget. And then you get to watch the game. You have a little bit extra riding on it because you want to beat all of your friends or you could play against millions of strangers and, you know, play for big money potentially. So that's DraftKings. If you don't know what it is, DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports, and they've got a special offer for you right now. If you haven't signed up yet, you can sign up and be eligible to win millions of dollars in total prizes. So, Brian, why don't you tell our listeners how they can do that? Yeah, there's a it, there's a very simple and straightforward way that I'm sure you all can handle. First, you download the DraftKings app. Do it now and use the code Carlson as in Eric's last name. And for a limited time, new users are going to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week two action of NFL and week, what are we in, Elon? Week 11 of NHL playoff action. Enter code Carlson to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code Carlson only at DraftKings. Make it R-E-I-G-N. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the deets. By the way, uh, I was so busy bragging about coming in second. I should probably actually shout out Greg, who came first in yesterday's contest. So he obviously deserves more kudos than me. But okay, with that, Brian, let's cut to our trivia contest hosted by the great Tom Crowhurst, who you'll hear me at the start calling Crowhurst before Brian corrects me. Uh, It was a lot of fun. I think you're going to like it. Enjoy. Our 68th ever patron cast. I think this is going to be a really fun one, mainly because I haven't planned it, and we'll explain to you what's going on in just a second. Of course, first of all, I'm your host, Elon Dubrovsky. One of my guests today is not my guest, but my co-host, Brian Calm. Hi. It sounded like a question or not a complete thought. Hi, everybody. I don't even need... You think we need to introduce ourselves to the patrons Elon, who are diehards, listening to every word, supporting us, making sure that we don't just give up on the show entirely, especially when it's like there's four playoff teams left. <laughs> what, 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 is, what can we – we're going to have some fun stuff coming up for the regular show, but this show is your show, dear patron and subscriber. Thank you so much for your support and for giving us a reason to do this, as always, for the 68th time. Yeah, I always love – 
patron cast day. It's really fun to chat with the patrons, the people keeping us going, especially in the middle of the summer, like Brian said. Uh, we really appreciate, of course, all of you sticking with us all throughout the playoffs and, and the coming off season. And hopefully you've been enjoying what we've been putting out. It's been a blast talking to the people in the Discord channel now and also still on the Facebook group. And here we go for the patron cast, which is going to be a fun one. Not We're going away from the traditional format. We've done 67 where we've answered your questions. Or no, we did one where we did a live viewing of a game and called the game which was just chatting with ben basically about not that not the game because it was a boring habs flyers game but now today we're going away from format again though if you ask a question in the chat room we'll answer it i mean come on but uh we've got a special guest who's going to be leading an amazing trivia contest between brian and myself and he'll explain it in just a second but let me introduce him you know him as epic kneel time if you've competed in the couple and if you do know him you know that he always destroys you because he's been a huge couple success story over the past couple of years i believe you won your division to get into tier three maybe you'll correct that but i know you were winning tier three before the shutdown uh well your division in tier three anyways enough preamble here he is tom crowhurst well thank you elon for that great uh introduction uh i don't know if anyone knows me i don't know if i'm popular quite yet i, I hopefully i'm getting there but yeah uh one tier five uh, or did I come second? One of the two, but I, I was winning tier three anyways, now in tier one. So, um, uh, super excited to a be here today, uh, and to be here with everyone and kind of represent the patrons. I'm the man of the people tonight. So, uh, huh. we get to kind of stick it to you with a little bit of trivia and I'm excited for that. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. So you have, correct me if I'm wrong, and I guess I'll hand over the show to you and you'll be the host, but like, correct me if I'm wrong here, you've collected questions from the patrons. And Brian, are you ready for this? We're having like a showdown today. It's me versus you, I guess for all the marbles. I guess we have to come up with some stakes here, but like, we're going to be having a trivia contest to determine who's the best of, of the day, at the very least. I don't know how much more than that. I went and bought myself this uh, whiteboard because Tom said we're going to need that. Brian, you got your whiteboard ready? I've got my whiteboard ready. I'm a teacher, so I, you know, I just, I just bring it home from school uh, along with five whiteboard markers that I have not tested. So who knows if there's any ink left? We'll find out. Wow. Uh, but Brian, I'm very say. excited for this trivia night so that I can be exposed as a fraud. No, uh, no. As someone who has no knowledge and uh, just have it all unravel on me live tonight here. Also, Tom, what's your last name? Crowhurst. Yeah. Crowhurst. Crow- what's Crowhurst, Elon? Well, Crowhurst. I don't know. I, right, hope, I hope player pronunciations are one of the categories. No, I'm good at player pronunciations now. I need to just learn it once and then I got it. I'm going to be saying Crowhurst for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, so, Brian, I'm already losing because I was telling Tom before you came that I was wondering if you'd remember or would have had time to pick up a whiteboard, but I, I didn't consider the fact that you're a teacher. So, uh, if that was a question, I would already be 0 for 1. So, I'm off to a bad start. Yes. Brian, before we get into it, I would like to have some steaks. Uh, I have a couple ideas. Tom, I thought you, you were a vegetarian. Ah, very good. Right. This is good. This is a uh, high quality content here, just like your joke you made uh, on the last episode. <laughs> I made a, a, the pigskin. I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna sneak in. I thought you were a vegetarian in every episode. That's the name of our new podcast. There was someone on Survivor, Elaine, who at one point was like, "This, this immunity contest, big stakes." But I like stakes. Nom 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 nom. It was like a funny <laughs> quote. Anyway, okay, so uh, I had an idea. I think the loser should have to do something embarrassing or challenging, you know, so that we're, we're, we have a reason to play here. Uh, I'll throw the, the idea I had, then Tom could say the idea he had, and then Brian, you can let us know if you have any idea. I'm thinking, what if, like, the loser has to write a poem 
to read to the, about the winner and how great they are, that they'll read for the next episode, like at the start of the next episode of Keeping Carlson. And I get to judge. Uh, well, there'll be nothing I to, get judge. to judge if it's adequate or not. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If Tom says it wasn't a good poem, then the next week you have to okay. try again <laughs> with another poem. Is that, that the, is that the one idea or is Tom, does Tom have another idea that Tom I had can a different weigh against idea. this? I generally, I hate stakes. They make me uncomfortable. Like I am putting myself out there already against you. Just like it's enough of a, a hit to my pride. I don't need to like feel any other negative consequence from from this potentially and i'm just happy beating you that's all the joy i need so you're saying that you're not uh feeling confident in yourself so you don't want to add this extra uh, level absolutely not what i said tom what's your what's your idea i don't know if you guys are familiar with the philly heat uh, I would say the loser would have to drink a philly heat record it being drank and then post it to the group I mean, okay. I'd be willing to do that. Brian, what, what, how about you choose? Or people in the chat room can let us know. Do you want to do either of these things? Or do you want to do the uh, no stakes version where it's I all can, just pride? I can do either. <laughs> I like how you make it sound so like where it's all just pride. Like, meanwhile, <laughs> that's like a cup full prize. So don't, well, no, we also offer the winner a really a fancy piece of Keeping Carlson merch. But no. for a while, it was just pride. And I think I, pride- I love pride. I was telling Tom off air how uh, they, I'm in a hockey pool, like a playoff pool for money that I don't even care as much about as winning the KKPP, which is mainly for pride. So, uh, but I don't know. I just thought that since we're doing a whole trivia contest, it'd be fun to like have a punishment for the loser. Great. So yeah, I will be happy to have you read a poem about me. Uh, I mean, we could do a Philly. I've done a Philly Heat. Yeah, I've already done a Philly Heat, too. So, all right, let's do the poem. Lock it in. Next episode, Tom will tell us if it's an adequate poem. I've actually been playing this video game, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and I've been writing haikus throughout the game. So I'm already kind of experienced. Is that part of the game, or are you just inspired? (laughs) Yeah, it's part of the game. Uh, it's it's an easy way to do it because it gives you like three different options for each verse. I guess for this poem about you, I'll have to do it all from my brain, but maybe I could get some patron to help. How me does that work? How does the game work? How does writing poems work as part of a video game mechanic? So the, a haiku has three verses, right? With like, I think five, seven, five for the syllables. Well, I and, hope you should know. And so the first verse, for each verse, you basically have three options of what you want it to be. So, and, and you just kind of pick it, you pick the, your option for the first verse, then you pick your option for the second verse, then you pick your option for the third verse, and then he reads the haiku, and then you get some sort of headband or something, which uh, makes you but look like, cool. Can you get it wrong? Or do you, you just- You can't get like, it wrong. Just, it's just, just a nice- poetry for fun. That's really nice. I love that. Yeah. It's, the challenge is finding the haiku spots because they're sometimes hidden in the world. And then once you find it, then you get to have a reflection. It's called a reflection. You, you reflect on something. Uh, anyways, I don't want to get too deep into Ghost of Tsushima here. So we probably should probably get to this uh, trivia contest. We're already like 10 minutes into this Patreon cast. So Tom, why don't you tell us like what we're doing? Like what was your process and what are the rules? And yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to hand it over to you. Process. How could I embarrass both Elon and Brian at the same time and still make you seem somewhat like you know hockey knowledge. So this is, I think, like I said, our way of getting back at you guys for all of the years, uh, maybe of you torturing us on some of our picks, our decisions. Um, But the process was pretty easy. Uh, I've gone through, I have different categories. So the first one we're going to do is called Around the League. So it's one question, 
basically every team is going to represent one question. So maybe there's a question about Sidney Crosby from the Penguins. So if you're really, really good, you should start to be able to eliminate some teams, maybe some players and all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of the strategy within the strategy, similar to uh, some of the other drafts that we've done. The second uh, category that we have going on today is goalies or voodoo. So there's going to be five straight up goalie questions. Um, some about the past, some about the past three years, maybe some stuff from past season. I will say none of the trivia goes prior to like 20, I think 2010. So it's pretty like recent, pretty relevant. Uh, I appreciate that. The third category. I wish I, I lobbied for this to be like nineties hockey. Third category. I lost. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm definitely thinking, yeah, because Brian, when he was a kid, used to play all these NHL games all the time. So he knows like all the rosters of, you know, the yeah, Minnesota just, Wild from 2000 or something. This but, like, podcast, we've talked about every player since 2010. We haven't, we haven't, anyway. Exactly. What, Tom, I'm really glad that you chose to do Beyond 2010. What's the, I am hoping this third category is players from the 80s to the 2000s. <laughs> nope. Actually, I don't know if you've heard of the newlywed game. Um, so oh, you nice. two are actually going to be asking questions and answering questions about each other. So it's less about hockey knowledge, more about knowledge of one another. Who, Brian, who do you think knows more about the other, me or you? Well, I'm guessing Tom knows more about us than anybody. Well. <laughs> He's arranged this, this game. Or, oh, I guess we, we write our answers. He just, he just asks the questions. Right. I no, think, he's gone through our Instagrams and Facebooks. And I like, actually don't know. Like, I kind of, like, I want to put stakes on that part specifically. I truly, like, I'm not sure who knows more about the other. Oh, it'll be fun to find. I'm so excited for this. By the way, the Islanders just scored. A schmoll, Brian. I guess I'll just get on board yes. and say this gross word. Matt Martin from Nick Letty. So no one's benefiting from that. We need a schmoll bot. I don't know how it would tell. It would have to like check each player who scores a point and see like if their production over the last two years has been like less than a quarter point per game. No, it could be like a percent owned on Fantrax or Yahoo or something and go by that. If you're less than 1% owned, then it's a schmoll. Okay. All right. Sorry, Tom. Make, so, you, make, that's make three ca- <laughs> so that's three of the categories. What's the fourth? <laughs> The last categories is fantasy NHL stats. So it's just five questions about the past year or so on just fantasy NHL stats. Uh, Different things. I'm not going to give too much away. So uh, the last one should be probably the easiest. We're ending on a high note after maybe a couple of internal struggles. (laughs) I'm excited. All right. So uh, what do we do? I guess, do we pick a category or do you just kind of? I'll pick the categories. I'm the leader here. You're going to both have your whiteboards. Uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you both a question. You are only going to have like 10 to 30 seconds to answer these. There's not too much time. Uh, I don't want anyone giving away or trying to throw off the other person. Let's play a little bit fair. Uh, lots of chirp talk allowed. Uh, you're going to rate your answer. You're going to show it to me. I'm going to deem whether it's a point or not. Okay. Say drip talk. No drip talk. I never heard that term before. I like it. Um, it's a hockey term. Chirp. You might I've not heard... know this as somebody who only plays fantasy hockey. <laughs> I know chirping. I know trash talk. I never heard chirp or drip talk. I never heard drip it's talk. Not dri- he didn't say drip talk. What did he say? Chirp talk. Oh, I thought I heard drip talk. I was thinking, because I do know there's a millennial <laughs> slang, or maybe I should say uh, the next generation slang. You say someone has drip. It's like you're really c- cool, I guess. I don't know. Like, you, you, know you know that because he watched Rhythm and Flow. 
I don't know. I just know it because I'm following the culture. <laughs> no, you watched it. You know it because you watched the Netflix reality show about finding the next the next big rapper. What's the one after millennials? They're the one they're making fun of millennials now. Gen, yeah, Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Y. No, I think it's Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah. Well, why would you go X Y Millennial Z? Whose alphabet is that? Well, you know, it's just like how the NHL games were like 99 and then all of a sudden like 2K, you know, like, I don't know, or, or like WrestleMania did that also. Wrestle, WrestleMania is the better example. They went like 15 and then WrestleMania 2000 and then WrestleMania 17. Or so, you know, like the, people may make a big deal out of the millennium. You're right. That's a really good answer. Thank you. Okay. One point. I hope it's your best answer tonight. We were really worried about banter and whether there was going to be small talk and I think <laughs> only been banter i think you should you should be worried that there's only banter (laughs) we're we're gonna get going here because there's only so many minutes left in the day so uh i hope everyone's got their whiteboard let's uh try out our markers to make sure everything is going well you're good bk thumbs up to make sure you're good buddy okay fantastic we're gonna start with just a test question this just so make sure you guys know the ground rules uh, I'll tell you when to flip and when to show. The test one and the test question is going to be, who is the first person to reach 100 points last year? Last year. So you write you down on your whiteboard. 2018, 19? 2019, 2019, 2020 season. Oh, 2019, 20. Oh, that's. Okay. This, okay. Past, this past season. Oh, but uh, it's too bad. It's a practice question. I think I know the answer. Me too. Can we count this? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you guys don't get this right. I'll be a little bit concerned. Oh, okay. well, this is what I said about being exposed as a fraud. All right, so flipping. Three, two, one, go. Dry set. Okay, see? Pretty easy. We both got it. I felt like that was a reasonable difficulty level. I was yeah, kind of hoping that would be. <laughs> please don't make them harder. <laughs> so we're going around the world. We're going to ask uh, 31 questions, uh, just about random facts. Uh, we're going to start with. A pretty, I'd say we're going to start off pretty nice and easy. We're going to start with who has the most even strike points over the past three years. So no power play, no shorthanded goals, even strength goals, or even strike points. Sorry. Hmm. Past three years, we're thinking someone that's put the puck in the net quite a bit. It's the kind of thing where if I had more time, I would think through every team but and really. You try said to- you, right? We say it again, Brian. You said points, not not goals. We're talking yeah. points. Okay. Points. Okay. Um, I'm ready. How much? There's got to be a time limit because Elon is using this time. To I'm go not happy with my answer, every but team. okay. Okay, let's go. I don't, I don't like my answer. You're both wrong. Oh no. Okay, I guess this is audio, so we have to say. So I voted Mark Stone, but that's a bad guess. That was a bad guess. That's a much worse guess than mine. I said Kucherov. The answer is Connor McDavid. I thought that one would be pretty like, uh, like it's a trick question. I thought it was gonna be like some hipster player, you know. Also, like, <laughs> has McDavid not missed time over the last three years? Doesn't like, matter. I actually I thought McDavid, and then I was like, no, he missed like half a season due to injury. But I guess that was now one, two. That was five years ago. So, <laughs> His rookie season. <laughs> getting We're getting move with on the program. To the next okay. What team? Teams, so plural, did the legendary Mike Medano play for? Okay. Also, if you're in the chat, feel free to play along. I won't look, and I won't look, and Elon won't look either. Well, I have it right here in front of me. Now I have to change my whole setup. 
as he starts Googling everything. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, cheater. Um, some people. So what teams did the legendary Mike Medano play for? You, you get one point us. for every correct answer. I thought that we were only doing correct answers there. I thought we were doing only 2010 and, and beyond. Oh, uh, get <laughs> Mike freaking Medano. All right, I'm ready. Good. Okay, let's flip. Brian's going to get this right for sure. We'll start with Brian. We got Dallas and Detroit, and we have Dallas and Minnesota. So that's two points for Brian Comp. The correct answers are Dallas and Detroit. One point for Elon. Damn. You know, Elon, he did play, uh, he almost played for Minnesota. Yeah, because didn't Minnesota turn into Dallas? <laughs> yeah, is that was that your strategy? Yeah, <laughs> those, those, those those count as two separate teams. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he ever played for the Minnesota North Stars. Oh no, never did. Okay, wait Honestly. a second. I hate I hate to do this for Elon. And no, because Elon, you were talking about the Wilds. No, I wasn't. Minnesota North Stars. I see Madano played the first five four years of his career. Yeah, with the Minnesota North Star. I think that should count. It's a different. Why am location. I doing this for you? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't fight this. Uh, <laughs> I have to give it to you. <laughs> but Detroit like was I'm the like, Detroit was the, the legit hockey knowledge piece. Like you, like that's like oh, like you know hockey. You know he played for Detroit. How about give me a half point for Minnesota? What a great compromise. Okay, uh, I'm going to go full point. We're uh, <laughs> we're still at. I, I'm I'm the judge here. I'm the judge, the jury, and the not the executioner. Okay, on to the next one. Uh, we're going to Detroit. Uh, so Gordy Howe. So I, I got a little bit of retro in here. Gordy Howe holds the record as the oldest player to ever play in the NHL. How old was he when he played his final NHL game? And this is whoever's the closest. Whoever's the closest to this answer. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, are we talking like Zephy an NHL regular season game? Hey, Josh is here in our best fantasy hockey podcast. Oh, awesome. nice to see you, Josh. Uh, wait till he uh, sees how we don't back. know the answers to these questions. I guess this is a free show for non-patrons who subscribe to us on YouTube. Yeah, that's okay. It's mainly uh, for the patrons. So, Tom, <laughs> was it the the last NHL last NHL regular season game played? Oh, so like that other league that he played in afterwards when he played the game with his son, does that not count? NHL game. Okay, let me erase my answer here. I don't, I'm like, I don't like my answer anymore. Okay, well, this is going to take a while. Okay, no, I'm ready. Oh, whatever. I'm I'll ready. just how I had it before. I'm ready. Three, two, one. We're showing. Brian has 50 and we have 55. I'm pretty impressed by both of you. The answer was 52. Ah! Yes. Brian... Just there's no with all of these there's no overages where it's like as soon as you go over you're canceled out I don't play that way it's whoever <laughs> is closest numerically gets it so oh man we're gonna move on to the and I'm just kind of floating around here going from team to team how much and this is another because every question's a little bit different it could be a number it could be just a team how much salary as close as you possibly can is being paid to Toronto's Big Four. So Toronto's big four being Nylander, Tavares, Ho Matthews, and who's the fourth? Marner. Marner. I always forget about him. I shouldn't have told. I shouldn't have said. Here I am helping Elon again. I mean, I know, I know that Brian. 
I wasn't going to say Frederick Anderson, though he's getting paid a solid five five mil himself. But okay, let's I'm not do like Nathan Horton and all the IR stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. So sorry that you, uh, Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and who's the last one? Nylander. Nylander. Okay, I'm ready. Relevant because they kept on posting it during the playoffs. Yeah, it's like <laughs> can't build a cup winning team if you're paying so much money to your top four, and then now in Montreal they're like you can't build a cup winning team if you're paying so much for your goalies. It's like these are uh, people say these things, and, and someone will win the cup doing that, and then they'll have to change it. Ryan, you ready? Yeah. Writing it down to the pennies. Okay. You showed my work. We have oh, wow. 42 million from Brian, 37 from Elon. Which one of you do you think is closer? Well, I don't know. Brian showed his work, so it makes me think that he knows the <laughs> salaries really well. So I guess I'll guess Brian. I just ball, I ballparked, but I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I was looking at their cap friendly page not long ago. Cheater. That's, the answer is 41 million, 27,000. So oh, my God. Oh my God. I should get bonus points for being that close. And by the way, uh, what people who aren't watching this live don't know is that Tom legitimately looks like peak Wayne Gretzky. I just got a profile look like it was like a side profile or like a quarter profile. Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not saying what it is. I'm just saying like, if someone is driving, if I were driving next to you in the eighties, (laughs) <laughs> in the 80s uh okay all right yeah brian i gotta get my haiku skills going <laughs> that i i want longer i want like three haikus one oh, haiku I mean, won't suffice that's fair okay extra points for haikus uh we're going to the next one this player was the first this is an easy one the first player to score a full strength power play goal shorthanded goal penalty shot goal and an open net goal all in the same game this should be a walk in the park. This is like getting the training wheels going. We're, I'm, I'm leading you down the road. This is easy. We're getting things primed up here. I mean, when you say it like that, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a real idiot. But all right, I, I wrote a name. <laughs> uh, Tom, I want to know, like, I want a sense of when this happened, but I guess I He'll tell us after. Yeah, well, I'll just I know point out- it would inform my guess. Like, well, uh, he doesn't want to inform your guests. <laughs> like past peak Gretzky time. Um, okay, so let's I'll do a quick, quick reveal. Elon's going Crosby, and Brian Cobb is going Gretzky. <laughs> Gentlemen, you are both. This is I am astonished. Oh no! <laughs> it's Mario Lemieux. Uh, right. Oh look, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Brian flipped his page from 99 to 66 for the, uh, very good. I just want to remind people, I did win the Cacupful two years in a row. (laughs) So I'm not the biggest idiot in the world. Not tier one. Not tier one, tier two, both times. Um, Okay. We're going to go back to the hometown of Ottawa now. So where is the Ottawa Senators Arena? First off, you should both know this. In addition, bonus points. One extra point if you can name all the last four names of the arena in that area. It's not fair. Uh, Brian lives there. You, it's your hometown, Elon. No, Toronto's my hometown. No, it's not. <laughs> Do you see why I did this question? <laughs> it's, it's very transparent, Tom. We see what you're doing. You're selling discontent and discord. Okay, I know four names. I don't know if these are the last four. So Tom, we'll I think we should have to get them in order. 
Okay, no, I uh, think I have them in order, but I might be missing one. Are there more than four or is it only four total? I can't tell you. Oh my God. I haven't been keeping up. I know until I moved. I feel like it changed again just recently. So I'm going to get it wrong. Brian's Ryan, spelling it. doesn't matter. I can see the steam coming It's up. a lot of writing. A All right. Of- well, I, I should get bonus points for finishing writing faster. Okay, let's go. Let's show our answers. So first off, answer is correct. We are in Canada. Holy Elon, I can't read your writing. We got the Palladium, which is correct for both of you. Corral Center, correct for both of you. Scotiabank Place for both of you. And Canadian Tire Center for both of you. Five points each. Woo! That's I was a- worried it changed again to like whatever, T-Mobile Center or something. <laughs> That's next. That was a that was a good rebound after the slightly embarrassing Maryland. <laughs> now that you say it, I know I like I remember that fact. For whatever I mean, what year right. did that happen in? I might have been very young when Maryland <laughs> did that. <laughs> How I old were you in when Gordy Howe played his last game? Well, I got that one wrong. Also, <laughs> you know, uh, I first started watching hockey in ninety two ninety three, the year the Sens started and the Habs won the cup. So if you would, I know Malamute didn't do it that year. That's the year he got Hodgkins. So, and he still won the Art Ross. So I'm just gonna, I'm just dropping the hockey knowledge to hope Tom will give me a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which which NHL city was hockeyless? So didn't have hockey for seven years until 2000. So they had hockey before this NHL city had hockey before. Didn't have hockey for those seven years. I know it, Brian. You want to double up on this one? Make it worth two points. Why would I do that? I don't know. You just said you know it, oh. and I'm and I'm busy thinking. I think I know it. <laughs> oh wow, that was really super convincing. All right, don't give Brian too much time to think. Come on, time time countdown. This is where I start singing the. No, that song's too long. It should be like. Uh... Okay, BK, you ready? Yes. Brian, just show. Give me five seconds. You've had so many seconds. Uh, this Ooh. is definitely wrong. One. And we are showing we have Minnesota and Atlanta. The correct answer is Minnesota. Oh. In the time that Minnesota was getting, like, so Minnesota during the time that Dallas was taking over the North Stars, they're moving down all of that. Brian, you I thought, thought Atlanta had two teams? Oh, you're thinking I, Atlanta Flames. The Atlanta, Atlanta Flames, but I, I forgot the key point, which is Tom. Tom, did you say there were seven years between? Yeah. Yeah, so that was really stupid of me. I forgot that piece. And that... I should have gotten that. I already was thinking about Minnesota because of that Mike Madonna question. <laughs> <laughs> you love Minnesota. You're going to wear a Minnesota sports team hat. <laughs> I feel like I'm like going through my questions. I'm like, oh, maybe there is more pre-2010 than before. I think I misled both of you. I'm so happy about that. Minnesota, I swear, was gone longer than seven years. But good for them. That's, uh, that's not a drought at all for having a sports team. You know, they made the cup finals one year against Pittsburgh. Is that... Like the wild? No, North Stars. Okay. <laughs> that was great. About the Muse Cups. That's a. Can you name one player? Can or Tom? Ryan I'm gonna, Bellows. I'll put you. Ryan Bellows. Okay, I'm gonna say Mike McPhee and Craig Ludwig. Okay. Who's gonna fact check here now, now that I'm inventing <laughs> I'm questions? Turn, I'm gonna turn the tail because I have no idea. Um, so before I embarrass myself, let's go to the next question. Uh, who is the all-time leading scorer for the San Jose Sharks? Oh, oh, oh! And this one, I will say, this one is tight. So I, I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious who it's tight between. It's just who. Well, I'll just, I'll just. Uh... 
I feel like Elon, you just keep almost giving away a lot of your answers. Oh, well, I mean, I just said it's who I think it's tight between. Did I say something? Did I mumble? There are three people that it's tight between. I can only think of two people. All right, well, let's do it. Okay, Brian, you ready? I think I might have spelled it wrong. Two, one. Look at this. I love the impasse. I love when you both have different answers. So (laughs) with 1,055 points, we have Joe Thornton who is directly behind the Woo. all-time leading scorer, Patrick Marlowe, at oh. 1,102. Yes. Oh, nonsense. How did well, Patrick Marlowe get because, more points? Because he played his whole career? There. Well, until he moved to Toronto. But yeah, like, but like Thornton, he sucked for like the last little bit. Yeah, but how many seasons did Marlowe play there versus Thornton? It must be like five more seasons. Well, Thornton's still there. I don't know. I just remember like Thornton's, Thornton's like 100. Remember the season that I said McDavid was going to beat? The, his 135-point season, I thought that would have been enough to put him over the top. Uh, Tom, how, what was the difference, did you say, between them? Uh, the difference was 1,102 to 1055. So like quick math, points. that's 47. Yeah, 47. Damn. Right. Well, All right. I needed oh, that. That's well. a clutch point for me. That, and that's a tying point right there. That's 99 uh, right now. So we're going to go down to Nashville now. Um, so who is the highest paid player on the Nashville Predators? <laughs> no Googling. We're not doing this. Oh. Who is the highest played, paid player? And this is annual average value, so the one year. Is this going to be like some trick question, someone on LTIR or something? No, they're, they're currently playing. No LTIR. I'm not doing any. Someone who uh, they're like retaining salary. Is it like they're still paying for PK Subban or something? <laughs> Okay, I got my answer. Okay, Brian, you good? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, let's Three, two, one. So once again, another impasse. I love this. So we have Elon with Duchesne. We have Brian with Renee. And the highest paid player is making $10 million a year. Oh, that's not is Matt Duchesne. Yes. You got to think did, of people who have made, signed their contract recently. I was worried it might be Roman Yosi, but I think he, I would have argued with you if you said Yosi because his contract only starts next year. So I don't think I he's guess. making 10 anyways. It's like In a, my mind, Rene has always just been like paid a lot, but only 5 million. He's not even the second. Oh my God. He's like not even top five paid. I'm looking now. When did Matt Duchesne sign his contract? Last summer, last summer. He signed his UFA in Nashville. No, I uh, I think I can't. No, Ottawa would never sign him. Brian, remember it was like, oh, he likes country music, so he's probably going to sign in Nashville. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he signed it July first, twenty nineteen. Ottawa traded him to Columbus. Columbus didn't retain him. His contract expired. Uh, he was making six million before. He's a, uh, you know, for someone who's like sort of always been fighting for recognition and the spotlight. And now that he has it, he's really screwing it up. Um, he's been pretty well paid through his yeah. career. By the way, remember that uh, prank tweet that everyone ended up retweeting? It was like Nashville's last game before they got eliminated. And someone tweeted like, it's going to, Duchesne's going to be a healthy scratch. And everyone believed it. But then it turned out it was from a prank account and then he wasn't healthy scratched. But I think uh, I retweeted it. Yeah, like that, you're just ex- trying to excuse yourself right now. But I like did retweet that. Like I retweeted it after I saw like someone I trusted had retweeted it, you know? Well, you can't trust anyone. I guess. This got really dark. <laughs> uh, we're going to move to Florida, the Sunshine State. Uh, 
So we're going to go to the Panthers. Who led the Panthers this year? So we're going pretty recent. This year in power play goals. Only power play goals. I'm going back and forth between years here. So who led the Panthers this year in power play goals? I got this. I think. Uh, Well, it's one of two guys. And I'm not confident that I've picked the right one. Okay, great. I am. Let's go. Three, two, one. We have Hoffman for both, which actually I made this one easy because there's two correct answers. So Hoffman with wait, 11. Wait, wait, don't, don't tell us the other one. Can we get another point if we get the other correct answer? No, come on. Come on, yeah. We got, Tom's got a whole game plan for us, Brian. Let's not mess with it. I'm going to say no, but the answer is Big Daddy Dad and off. Oh, I was going to say Hubert. I was still giving some extra points if someone wrote Big Daddy Dad enough. So um. <laughs> zero points out there. Unfortunate. So what team? Uh, no, we already did that one. What was the last Columbus Blue Jacket? This might go way back when to bring home a piece of hardware. So who is the last person to bring home a piece of hardware, otherwise known as a trophy <laughs> for some that don't play hockey? Uh <laughs> As a Columbus Blue Jacket? As a Columbus Blue Jacket. Uh, also otherwise known as a drill? What? As a piece of hardware? Oh. Uh, that's Drill is not hardware. Oh, it's a okay. bad joke. It's a bad okay. joke. Sorry. All right, I think I'm just going to... Elon's you know, a real, a real fix-it, do-it-yourself handyman. I actually guy. broke our dishwasher a couple of days ago. <laughs> and I who's going to fix it? Uh, the landlord is like uh, ghosting us. It's actually, we, we have a whole situation right now. We can't, and the spatula is in there and I can't get it out. <laughs> so I have to either decide to buy a new spatula or reach out to the landlord again. But anyway, I got my answer. I don't, I'm not confident. Okay. I'm right okay. Uh, sorry. Columbus blue jacket. Last, last piece of hardware. Yeah. I'm, I'm counting um, 10 seconds. Maybe like a memory chip. Uh, three monitor two one okay okay here i i'm wrong i, I mean, really gave us a clue i think by saying it's like a long time ago jeff carter and rick nash both of you are wrong it actually oh. wasn't that long ago um uh, well is it a masterton trophy no it's the vezina oh, oh bobrovsky obviously mason no, it was Bobrovsky, of course. Steve Mason. Has Steve Mason won a Vezina? Brian, you love <laughs> Steve my, Mason In too my much. mind, he has. Bobrovsky's <laughs> won two didn't Veznas. He the, didn't he win the Calder? You tricked me, Tom. He didn't win it. Well, he did, yeah. He, uh, you made me think long because you were like, oh, it was so long ago. But like, Bob won the Vezina like two years ago. Do you know that Steve Mason was the runner-up for a Vezina and fourth in Hart Trophy voting? Ryan, where, where is Steve Mason now? I think we can move on. I, I think uh, there's a really good thread somewhere deep in our Facebook group about where Steve Mason is now. You know, the he, Steve Mason looks like the guy who... Okay. I think that he's on the Montreal books. For some reason, I have that in my head. So it was Bobrovsky? It was yeah. Bobrovsky. Vezina 2017 was the last... Honestly, line. I'm positive I would have gotten that right if you didn't say that thing about this is a long time ago question. That it I was, was like, my... Nash. It was my first inclination. I thought your haikus would have got you through. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Oh, yeah. He was bought out by Montreal on 2018. Don't rub it. We know this. 
I so I'll move on to the next. He never one. even played for Montreal. Two thousand and six. Two thousand and six. We're going. Oh, Tom just today. keeps chugging along here as needed. I, I we got. I know you guys have bedtimes. We got to get you to your bedtime. <laughs> Who was the first overall pick in the two thousand and six draft? Uh, well, so we're gonna have to start counting backwards. Uh. Oh crap! I mean. No, no, I'm changing it. I wrote one thing. I'm changing it. I'm pretty sure I was at this draft. You were at the draft. I think this this draft was in Ottawa, was it not? This is the Carlson draft. No googling it. No. Oh, is I that true? Told, I shouldn't. Yeah, have I'm told changing you my one. answer now. No, no. What was your first answer? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I changed my answer now. I Okay, ready to show? Ready? Yeah. I think you guys are off. Oh, I wrote Flurry before. Is it Doughty? Eric Johnson. Oh. Oh. That was not the Ottawa draft. That was, Carlson was 2007 then, I guess. Uh, What year was Marc-Andre Flurry? That was like 2003. Oh, oh my God! What a me- like? Can can you imagine drafting, having the stones to choose a goalie first? Yeah, Flurry turned out pretty well for Pittsburgh. That wouldn't be. Of good. course, it helps that they, then they got Crosby yeah. and Malkin like in the pre in the next two years and yeah, Jordan the first, Stahl. The first few years were a total gong show for Flurry. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm disappointed. Who was your first guess? Oh, you your Fleury. first guess was Flurry. Okay. Eric Johnson. Give me a break. <laughs> Maybe Colorado would be here and not Dallas if Eric Johnson wasn't injured. I was just about to say, if they had their first overall pick, they might be still in. Yeah. Maybe if Colorado had never traded uh, Kevin Shattenkirk for Eric Johnson. They, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Food for thought. Who is the only player mm-hmm. to score a shorthanded hat trick? What? In a single game. So the only NHL player who scored a shorthanded hat trick? And you, is this an oldie or, or a newie? Oh, no, no, you don't get that. I'm sorry. Depends on when you're born. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I appreciate that you appreciate my jokes. That's, <laughs> we, right. I'm, I'm just trying to suck up for more. Yeah, no, no bonus points, but I appreciate <laughs> I'm not confident, but. Uh, I, love, I love that this question was next and you kind of preemptively got us to there, Elon. So let's do a flip show of the boards. So we have Pajot and Grabner. Grabner, I would have said pretty close. I think he's done double digits. I don't think he's ever had a hat, shorthanded hat trick. The person that did this was actually a flurry. Ah. Theo Fleury. Oh. oh. One of Elon's first favorite players. I love Theo Fleury. Hello, newlywed game. I yep. already won. One of my, back when I think my first ever bank account, my first ever pin code was 2914 for Pot Van and Fleury. <laughs> I Almost guaranteed it's probably still that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get an RFID like stealer near Elon's wallet. Try it out. Let us know. Well, now actually I'm using uh, the, oh. the credit card thing on my phone. You know, like tap my phone to buy things. So sometimes I don't even bring my wallet out. So you're going to have to sneak into my house. <laughs> no problem. I'll pose, it, I'll pose as a dishwasher repair person. <laughs> I was literally going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Okay, we're moving on here from the dishwasher talk. How many times have the Carolina Hurricanes made the finals? Elon. Yeah? 
is Dina mad at you that you brought, like, do you have to do the dishes? Uh, because you said, like, when you said it's a whole situation, I thought, like, between you and your landlord. But I'm wondering, Tom, this is a really good question, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm she's, just thinking about it. She's actually more mad at me because I was, um, like, dilly-dallying and contacting the landlord. Like, because uh, I emailed him a while back, and then he didn't respond. And I was like, let's give him a couple weeks before he responded. And then something happened and it got worse. Like the handles, it was already leaking. And then there was a handle issue. That's when I tried to fix it. And then she was kind of mad, but I shocked myself while I was trying to fix it. (laughs) So then I think she felt bad for me. (laughs) And what superpower do you have now? Uh, I know how many times Carolina's made the uh, finals. Secondary question. I know we're all on a tangent. Brian, what does a dishwasher repair person look like? Mm. How do they dress up? Um, overalls. They're typical. Yeah, look? definitely overalls. They're definitely not. It's definitely not their first vocation. Like, like they're definitely a, like a overalls? driveway sealer or something, and they also just happen to know how to repair dishwashers too. <laughs> Remember that whole plot line on Community where Troy was like being courted by the air conditioner repair school? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Carolina. How many times have they? How many times have they made the finals? Ready? Mm-hmm. Ooh, the answer is two. Yeah. One two thousand and two. They made it to the finals. Lost, I believe, to Dallas. Actually, uh, if I recall, I have to look back. 2005, 2006 was their illustrious win, I believe, against Edmonton. Wayne Rolison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to know what this team was that made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Eastern Conference 2001, 2002. Uh, who, was, who, who was Ron Francis, Sammy Kapanen, Jeff O'Neill, Rod Brindamore? Oh, and Tom team. Tom Barrasso was their backup goalie. Who was the starter? Artur Zerbe, of course. <laughs> I used to love Artur Zerbe hockey cards as a kid. He always looked really funny. Yeah, and and he was on San Jose, which was like a brand new team. So you got like the the great mask and the cool jersey and uh, and and the fun name Artur Zerbe, the Latvian uh, the Latvian Lutka. that's not what his nickname was (laughs) all right we're gonna move on how am i doing what's the score i'm ahead right Uh, ahead by two oh boy ryan Ryan hit a plateau he's been stuck at nine for quite some time so it's 11 to nine right now for elon for all of the listeners out there so the next question we're going to go to Sidney crosby was selected first overall in the 2005 draft pretty memorable draft for any pittsburgh penguin fan but who went second overall Oh, I know this one. Brian knows it. I know it I, also. <laughs> Should be a pretty Probably fun. because of all the times that I've referenced it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know it otherwise. Well, I love how you say that. But, yeah, let's go. Let's see I actually would know because I've been listening to Steve Laidlaw's draft recap podcasts. Yeah. Brian. You are both correct. Bobby! Well, Elon just wrote Ryan. Like maybe you meant Kessler. That's <laughs> or Derek Ryan. So what, if I write Crosby, it's okay for an answer? But if I write Ryan, I have to give the full name? Ryan is like, it's like in our patron group. It's the same thing in the NHL. There's a lot of Ryans. Yeah, but not many last name Ryans. I can name two. Name them. Name them. Bobby and Derek. 
Oh yeah, yeah good one. And Meg. Oh. <laughs> he he stumped me. I wasn't even thinking, Derek. This team only had one player surpass forty three points this past year, twenty nineteen twenty. What team is this, and do you know the player for two points? They only had one player score for more than forty three points. Yep. Um. Uh. Wow. wow real quiet in the in here. So is it an extra point if you guess the player, like one point it's for the an team? Extra point if you guess the player, or two points. Does it count? Well, okay. Actually, I'll wait until. Okay, I don't think I. I know the answer, but I'll. Okay, I'm ready. I'm excited to see if anyone will get this one. I think I have the team. I'm not sure if I have the player. Are you willing to double down on that? No. Well, what does that mean? Like, I lose a point if I. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. I was just seeing if you double down. <laughs> Seems like the kind of team that doesn't get a lot of points. Anyway, all right, Brian, ready? Uh, yeah. I don't think I've got it though. Three, okay. Two, one. Arizona and Hall, Detroit and Larkin. I believe Larkin surpassed like 60 points, first off. Uh, and Arizona with Hall, I think it was really close to that. I think 47, but correct me on that. The answer is Anaheim. And actually their leading scorer this year was Adam Henrique. Oh, wow. Oh, Elon's favorite. I, you know, I, you could have given me five guesses. I wouldn't have even gotten the team right. It's actually, That's really surprising. It's very surprising how many teams only had a guy get to 45 points. Like 45 points seemed to be the cutoff for so many teams, except for Anaheim with 43, which is pretty depressing when you think about it. Want to try to guess who had the most points per game played, points divided by games played on Anaheim this year? It's not Raquel. I mean, it's not Henrique. Oh, I gave away the answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Raquel had 42 points in 65 games. I'm, and walking, I'm walking away now as a winner. I, it's, uh, it's a really good thing that Elon is not hosting this trivia night. Tom, <laughs> you, you, the bar is pretty low, but I'm, you've, you've cleared it by a mile. Just for the record, you're doing great. By the way, one other player tied Raquel with 42 points, <laughs> one behind Henrique. Do you guys know who that was? Silverberg. No? Tom? Was Kessler? It no, it's it's Getzler. Did you say Kessler? Kessler? It was Getzler. Yeah. <laughs> still stuck in all these Ryans. Derek Ryan, Bobby Ryan. <laughs> okay, next one. Who is, we're going to stay in uh, Arizona. Who is the current rostered all-time leading point leader? So I will say that again. Who is the current rostered all-time leading point leader? Sorry, What? The current, what do you mean by rostered? On what team? Is it on the team? Arizona. Oh, I, I missed the Arizona part, sorry. <laughs> okay, who's the so, current rostered? So the person on the team that has the most points as a Coyote or yeah. someone on the rock? Oh, as okay. a Coyote. On the rock, okay. I think, I think I know. Okay, I've got an answer. All right, me too. Okay. Let's okay. show Oh, yeah. Now, can either one of you, and this is just for fun, tell me where you think the points are at for OEL? <laughs> well, how many okay. seasons has it been? Well, no, that's the part of the question. I'll say five, 550. Oh, no way. Too high? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think so. Anyway, I, I'm, I'll go oh, yeah, like yeah. three. I'll go somewhere. But it's somewhere like three, 350. 
is okay, I, I agree with Brian. This is why I asked the question. I wasn't actually going to make it a point question because it blew my mind. He has 720 <laughs> as a rostered coyote. How old is he? <laughs> like, 31 or 32. He's now fact-checking me. I see him like, <laughs> this can't be true. I am. I'm looking, at, I'm, I'm looking up. He was drafted in the Carlson draft. Uh, everything happened in the Carlson draft. Oh, or was he? Sorry. He wasn't. While you're looking that up, I have your next question for you while you guys go he's in. He's 29 years old. He's, he's been in the league for 10 seasons. So you know, he's but averaged, even by, he's no, averaged 70 Tom, points a season. This number cannot be right. He's been in the league. He's been in the league longer than 10 seasons, Brian. You're looking at uh, Frozen Pool. No, I'm on Hockey Reference. And Tom, no. I, I got to say, I have the correct number. Uh, I was like almost bang on in my point estimation. In my, did I read my stats wrong? And he's got 723 games. Please. Yeah, he has yeah. 723 games. Nothing bears. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really impressive is that in 723 games, Ekman Lyson is almost exactly a point, per, like a half point per game player would be 362 points. Ekman Lyson has 364. That's so funny. No wonder I was blown away because I was like, that number is really high. <laughs> so now yeah. are we sure he's the all-time points guy or is he the all-time games played leader? <laughs> it's all-time probably both. All-time games played. We'll go with that. We're going to move on so I can redeem myself here. And I know <laughs> this answer because I'm related to him. What three NHL teams, and I'm not actually related to him, uh, what NHL three, what three NHL teams did the great one play for during his NHL career? Okay, this one I know. And there's four teams, though. Yeah. But I'll give you a pass. Was this a trick question? Write them down. <laughs> Is there a team that, like, he didn't actually play for? <laughs> okay, well, I'm writing four teams down. Okay. Well, who we got, Brian? Edmonton, have- LA, St. Louis, and the Rangers. Okay. Same so- for me. Did I write my number down wrong? This is where I'm, I'm starting to question myself now. You know, I think the I score did, is I, 11 to 9 for me. Not <laughs> four. St. Louis was forgettable, right? It was just for half a season. Yeah, and I'm not a St. Louis fan, so. <laughs> Forget that Does that mean you're an Edmonton, LA, and New York fan? I'm, I'm anti-New York Rangers. I oh, I see. Not, not do New York no matter what. Uh, speaking... No, we're not going to go to that one yet. We're going to save that one for the last. Which NHL player led the New Jersey, New Jersey Devils this year in scoring? Not games played, scoring. Uh, I, it's really like I really have to hold myself back from just looking things up immediately. Well, yeah, that would make it easier. Tom, are you going to – well, Brian, Elon, Elon's already thought this through. Like, did they, have to have, did, they, did they have to have finished on the roster in New Jersey? Current New Jersey Devil. Okay. 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 Ready. What do we got? Hisher Gusev. So this was another one that kind of threw me for a monkey wrench. Kyle Palmieri. Ah. Ah. And he was one of those players that hit that 45 mark and stayed there. Kyle <laughs> Palmieri. Was Man. his year? 
We had an argument recently on Discord. We were talking about how, like, how could Anaheim have been so dumb to trade Theodore to Vegas? And it basically was for nothing. It was, like, in exchange for not taking one of their other defensemen in the, in the expansion draft. And then I said, yeah, they also probably regret trading Kyle Palmieri for, like, a second-round pick. And then people were like, no, what? Kyle Palmieri is nothing. But he's not, like, I think Anaheim could have really used Palmieri over the last few years. Uh, Better than that second I, pick. I mean... I don't think they could have gotten very far with or without Palmieri. I'm just saying, that's a bad trade. Like, I feel like people were like, Palmieri's nothing. I think he's better than the large, large majority of second picks in history. Mm -hmm. Though we did look it up and Anaheim could have taken Sebastian Ajo in that second round. But I guess a lot of teams could have. Uh, Also, I'm just looking it up. Uh, Nikita Gusev, one point behind Kyle Palmieri. Nico Heshier, nine points behind Kyle Palmieri. He was injured, right? No. Nine. Oh, yeah. He he missed like eight games, but if you give him his point pace, he wouldn't have caught up. Mm. We're going to move on to what team, and this one should be fairly easy. I thought the Lemieux question was easy, however. Oh, no. so we don't know how this one's going to go. What team did the Broad Street Bullies play for? Bonus point if you can name one player from like that era in on that team. Okay, I know the answer to this. Has anyone seen... Like, why can't I name Ogie Oglethorpe? There we go. He's trying to name a slap shot. Okay. Okay, we ready? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Got Philly and we got Clark. Bobby Clark, look at that. That was going to be the one that I knew that someone was going to go for. Okay, two points for both of you. So just as a recap, we are at 15 to 12. Brian, you have from that nine-point slump, but Elon is still winning. At 15 to 12. Nice. By the I'm way, to, who else was on the Broad Street? Bill Barber, Reggie Leach, who, by the way, has this great campaign. Is he in the Hockey Hall of Fame yet? Or is it still a campaign to get him in the Hockey Hall of Fame led by uh, other Man- Manitoba native John K. Sampson of the Weaker Thens? Oh, nice. Is there a the song whole, about it? I, I think there's a, at least one song. Uh, and there might be like a book or something. Aren't they still called the Broad Street Bullies? Like, at this point, don't people just call the Flyers the Broad Street Bullies? I haven't heard them get called that no. at all in recent I, memory. Oh, I, honestly, when Tom asked the question at first, I was like, do you mean which team is nicknamed the Broad Street Bullies? I didn't realize that he meant which players, but then I, no, I, I think remember. I think if someone refers to them as that, like, you would be able to link it to the two together. But I think, like, the what, what era was that, 1980s? I think 70s. Yeah, I think it was the mid to late 70s. But Bobby yeah. Clark was there like through the '80s too, so I have no idea. But you know, that's that's when the Philadelphia flu was a thing. When uh, when players would suddenly come down with an illness when it was time to play Philly. There we go. Look at this. this. Hockey knowledge in the room. Too bad we're at 15 to 12 and we didn't get some questions. Uh, Speaking of the 1980s, they started with the Islanders winning some cups, and right now the Islanders won one. Oh in the second gosh. period, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Brian, can you guess which player scored for Tampa Bay today? Y- Yanni Gord. No, Victor Hedman. Yeah. I was going to cool. say that guy is. Who? A lot. Yeah, he's good. Um, we're going to go to Islanders. And this question is simply because the Islanders are so boring, I couldn't find anything really relevant. <laughs> so I want you both to spell Anthony Bolivier. Beauvillier. Beauvillier. Beauvillier, Beauvillier, Beauvillier. 
Bolivier is his, uh, his South American cousin. I think I know this. Watch me get it wrong now. But like, I'm prepping the shows all the time. So I'm like writing out. Brian probably knows it too, because he always does the show notes at the end and like lists the players that we talked about on the episode. I can spell every player's name, including the correct spelling of both Corey Schneider and Corey Crawford. Yeah. I e, know the Corys. E and the for Crawford, right? You have an and E in Crawford and no E in Schneider. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then there's like McDa- Con- the Connors. There's like Sherry and McDavid. By the okay. way, do you know that Tampa only has four yeah. shots on goal after one period? That must be like a low. Elon, we got B-E-A-U-V-I-L-L-I-E-R. We both got it. Both got it right. Look at that. Yes, but mine was punctuated correctly. All right. My handwriting is not great. <laughs> Did you say the Islanders have only four? No, Tampa only has four That's shots. That's what I said. Wow. How did that happen? Um, Elon, when's the last time, speaking of your handwriting, when's the last time you wrote more than 15 words in one go? So I wrote a year's worth of rent checks. So I guess technically that was more than 15 words because I had to write January, February, March. I had to write my landlord's name over and over again. I had to write the the words of the numbers. So I guess it was uh, in in August of last year. All of those haikus. (laughs) that'd be great if your rent check was a haiku (laughs) possible okay we're gonna close up here pretty close we haven't hit every team but for the sake of time i want to make sure we get to some of our other segments what major milestone did ovi accomplish this past season what milestone oh i know this Uh, i know this There's nothing better when someone says, I know this, I know this, and then they get it wrong. So I'm kind of looking forward to you getting it wrong. I know. I'm putting myself out there, but you know, that's what makes me a pro, right? I'm willing to take the big swings. Okay. Are we ready? We're ready. 700 goals is the correct answer. What, Brian, I can't quite see yours. It says games played. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a milestone? (laughs) Just playing Uh, games? It was purposely ambiguous. Like maybe he played, he became like the, the, had the most games played in Capitals history or like an Iron Man streak. I was trying to, I was trying to hit a few different possibilities. You're a teacher, Brian. You're supposed to know not that you can't get away with that. That's like a multiple choice and you're like sort of circle in between the B and the C. <laughs> or like you draw a C that looks like a B. All right, 700 goals. Easy I thought question. it was a backhanded like clap back at me for like saying games played. So he's like 700 goals, 700 games played. Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go on the last one of around the world before we move on to goalies are voodoo. And the last one we're going to go with is... I'll keep it pretty easy as well. So this is the oldest NHL arena in North America. The 1967-68 season saw its first NHL game. So it first began in 1967-1968. The oldest NHL arena in North America. Brian probably knows this because I remember like NHL games, they'd always be like, and here we are at the beautiful blah, blah, blah arena. I have two guesses. Uh, Can I just say the city or do I have to like know the name of the arena? You have to know the name of the arena. Can I, can I get two guesses? Oh, my God. I won. We're not going for games played here. We're going for... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to write the city because I don't know the name. <laughs> well, then you, you, you default the question. Yeah, but hopefully you get it right. Yeah, let's show them. 
MSG is correct. Oh, yes. I knew the name of that. I will, Detroit. Elon said Detroit. Oh, sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Brian, just out of sake of peace of mind, can you say what the arena is just in case you think the actual arena is called MSG? <laughs> uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, thank you. Is this just like Wheel of Fortune? I tried like to say it to... like a Wheel of Fortune contestant. <laughs> Uh, Elon, you said Detroit, which uh, you were close. I'm pretty sure Little Caesars Arena was just built in the last like three years. And what was it so? called before? The, 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 the Coliseum, maybe? Or the Forum? Or like some old name. The what Saddle Dome closed recently. That had been around a while, right? That was my other guess. And it's still open. Oh. Saddle Dome's still going. When did this? So when, like, I figured. So for me, it was between the Saddle Dome and Madison Square Garden. The Saddle Dome must have been like early seventies. Uh, oh, nineteen eighty-three. Oh, okay. okay, I was born that year. So we're Happy moving birthday. on to our next segment, gentlemen. Uh, okay. So the next one is goalies are voodoo. So these are five questions strictly about goalies we have some from goalies of the past we have most of them are goalies of the past sort of three years but the first question that we're going to kick it off with is a little bit of history so who was the first goaltender to score a goal during an nhl playoff game oh okay again it's an nhl playoff game not just a regular season no exhibition playoff game i mean i don't know I know a goalie who's scored a goal before, so that's the name I wrote down. Brian, you good? Mm. Okay, let's yeah. let's draw. We have Hextall, and the correct answer is Hextall. Yeah. yeah. Brian wrote Brodeur, who also scored a goal, I recall. He did. Uh, a regular season game, not a playoff game. Oh, wow. Brian, how about this? <laughs> so... <I> thought- <laughs> Next question. So we're sitting at 18 to 14, gentlemen. Just to let you know, there is a four-point spread. I think there, most of the points are going to be made up in the newlywed game, which is coming up <laughs> right after this. Uh, but just to give you guys an update. Thank you for that. And also, I'm very sorry to our Detroit listeners, uh, particularly Lewis, for not remembering that the arena in Detroit was the Joe Lewis arena. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's obvious. I should have known. Let's go back to a rewind of this. I believe I said that, and then you guys were talking, so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll stop <laughs> Sorry. Tom, you are you knew. You knew. Full points, and I'm sorry that the things that you like just like made a, a small error on are the things we talked about so long, and the things that you know that we didn't are the things we talk over and don't even hear. So thanks for being <laughs> our host. Clean slate. We're fresh. We're good to go. We're moving on. Next question, looking back to 2018-2019, so not 2019, 2020, can you name the four goalies that you put, so that both of you put in tier one? Mm. Crap. Your NHL audio almanac, which we all love so much. So going into 18-19 or going in or after 18-19? Going into 18-19. Okay. So not last audiobook, the one before. I believe it was the first ever audiobook. It must have been. It must have been. Mistakes were made. <laughs> That's the whole point of an audio Is this like four points if you get all four? It is four points for all four. So I think I've got three. I'm not sure. The fourth, I'm going between two guys. I'm going to, just so I don't forget him, I'm going to put... 
I'm in brackets. The worst thing you could do right now is only write one or two. You might as well throw stuff. Teacher in the room would know. Just throw stuff on the paper. And maybe I can give you, I won't give you half marks, but I can think about giving you half marks. Okay. I'm ready. I've got mine. Elon, you ready? Yes. Okay, let's show them. So Elon has Vasilevsky, Anderson, Holtby, and Hellebuck. We have Helly, Anderson, Vaz, and Bob. So the top four goalies that you put in tier one were Holpi, Helly, Anderson, and Bob. Oh, so with not the Vasilevsky. With almost a clean sweep was BK. And almost a clean sweep. So no Vasilevsky was not in there. Huh. Or you both get three points. So it was it was Holtby instead of Vasilevsky on my on my slate and Elon you missed who did you miss No I I put Vasilevsky also when I shouldn't have it, Oh yeah, and I missed Bobrovsky Bobrovsky Oh well the other guy I was thinking was Murray I just couldn't remember where things were at I guess Vasilevsky had had like a really inconsistent season Yeah yeah he had a slow finish I think I yeah. recall and then he wasn't great in the playoffs and we were like well well, can we really rely on this guy? It turns out, yeah, you can. And now oh, he's the top goal in fantasy. Of. Yeah. I mean, the next two seasons, he's been the top goalie in fantasy. Is that it? But that's like, I think that's as much his team as it is him. Okay. I'm but, just looking at his number. He, I don't that's know, what we're talking is, about. This is very weird. He had a 920 coming out of, he had a 917 and a 920 going into this almanac. And we didn't put him in tier one. Yeah, we were idiots. We're always idiots. That was I think we were trying to take a swing. We were like trying to say, you know what? Just because a goalie did good last year doesn't mean he's going to do good next year. And we're predicting that Vasilevsky isn't going to be in the top tier. Who, uh, who, was his, who was his tandem partner? Like, were we... It was... No, he had no one. Domingue and Eddie Pasquale. Yeah. So, okay. That, no excuse for that one. That's embarrassing. He did badly in the playoffs, I think, Brian. Hmm. Okay. Next one. Who is the oldest goaltender who have played an NHL game in the last three years? Oldest goalie to have played in the last three years. Well, when you say it like that, I feel like it's not someone who played this year. Last three years. And I will say, I will give you a hint. They are older than 30. Well, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I got mine. I have a guess, but... Throw the guess down, BK. You, That's uh, how it goes. This is all guessing. All right. Some guesses at this moment. You're sitting at 17 points. You ready? Ooh, Luongo and Miller. So this one was kind of, I felt kind of bad by doing this one, but it is very true. So Bobby Lou was the second oldest. Miller wasn't even on my radar, really. The oldest goalie was actually David Ayers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> why did you say three? Why did you say three years? To throw you off. Oh, I was going to write Lunkvist. Or then maybe was Brodeur older than Ayers? But he hasn't played in the last three years. Yeah. So maybe that was the, maybe that was the trick. Brodeur well, remember, played. He was 42. So I can add Bobby Lewin. Remember when Brodeur like, came back and played with St. Louis for yeah. a few games and was really bad? And I remember we talked about him on the podcast. I think we correctly predicted that he was not someone to go after in fantasy. Just by the way, for, for uh, like, obviously I'm like going in and justifying all my answers, but Ryan Miller, 39, age 39 season this year, Luongo's last game he played. Guess how old he was? 39. 39 years old. But that means he's older than Miller. 
But last game played. But that was... Oh, it was his age in the game, not his age now. Okay. Yes. yes. All right, so... Good. Either way, Ayers obviously is old. <laughs> Damn. That's okay. So we're going to move on to more recent. So we're going to go back to the last two years. So who has had the best save percentage in GAA over the last two years? Once again, goalies are voodoo. So the yeah, best goals, it. the best goals against average in the last two years. The best Man. save percentage and goals against average. Wow, what a stat! So one goalie, I'll give you that. It's one goalie for both of those. I threw okay. out a name. Now I'm starting to think of other potential names, but I'll just stick with whoever. Let's wrote. stick with it. Let's see what you got, Elon. Who do you have? Kemper and Bishop. So Kemper was very close. I don't remember the numbers exactly. He was right there, right behind Bishop, who actually has yes. led. With 2.23 and a 0.927 over the last wow. two years. And the fact that he's not playing a playoff game, not only because he's hurt, but also he's not that great compared to Hudobin. Pretty incredible when he's played that good. Yeah, It is. It's. I think it's very incredible that Dallas relied on him for two years and then he's not available. And they're like, that's okay. We can still make it to the conference finals and win game one. That's Ryan, cool. Don't worry about it. Can I make a comment? I feel like you are funny because then just before we were talking about Vasilevsky and you're like, it's just the team. It's just the team. And then as soon as it's like, it's like we're talking about Bishop, your favorite goalie, all of a sudden you're like, wow, like if Dallas has relied on him, if it wasn't for Bishop, they'd probably be terrible. Like, I mean, I've, Bishop's lucky to be on a very good team in Dallas. Come on. Same it's, as Vasilevsky. Uh, I think Bishop has a better track record of performing above the expected numbers than Vasilevsky does. So, like, the stats that are available for context show that Vasilevsky is, like, a roughly average goalie. So, like, he, but Bishop would play above average. So, if they both played for the same team, according to what I know, uh, Vas- uh, Bishop would be the superior, put up the better numbers. Yeah, I don't really trust those numbers. I know, you hate the numbers, but like... Not all numbers, but I don't necessarily know about the goal saved above average You can't average just write number. them off, like... Entirely. No, I know. Also, are you, I, I, your Bishop, your Vasilevsky opinion, are you sure that's like up to date? Because I remember we talked about him when he signed that contract extension and then that was your conclusion. But since then, he's uh, been like w- above average in general, save percentage. He had 925 set percentage two years ago, 917 this year. Like, he's been very good. Well, Tom asked the next question. I will, I'll do some research to see if he's still performing any better than an average NHL goalie would have been. How old it's, is Bishop? 31? around there do you think i I don't understand the bishop lovers because i just like watching goalies and in eyesight test like vasilevsky beats bishop every day of the week but you would take so what you're saying brian is you would take bishop in his prime versus vasilevsky in his prime uh yeah and i'm looking at vasilevsky's numbers and right now his five on five delta fenwick save percentage is is a negative number, not by much, but it is just below average. Wow. From this past season. Okay. So Tampa made a huge mistake. They should have traded Vasilevsky to Dallas and they should have signed Bishop to that long-term contract. Well, they, they should have never signed who, yeah, Vasilevsky, who seemed to not be anything more than a product of his team. Right. Uh, yeah. To like, they're give, what did they give him? Like $10 million or something? I think like 9.5. It's a lot. A mistake but- to anyone. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's the big debate we had at the time. It's not even a debate because I agreed with you. And it's like who, Tampa could probably 
you know, have signed whoever, Robin Leonard, and he'd be doing just as well, or like probably even worse goalies, and they'd be doing just as well because it's a very good team. But we'll never know because Vasilevsky's locked in for a very long time. And we're going to move on to our last goalies, our voodoo question. Um, so this one goes out to not the wins, but the losses in the room. So which goalie has the most losses in the last three years? Ooh, fun. Okay. Well, I will say it's the total amount of losses. It's not the loss ratio. I'll give you a hint. Games played obviously has something to do with it because they have to play the game to lose. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, wow. Because, yeah, I'm thinking through all these crappy goalies, but a lot of them have had backups to take some of those losses. Okay, I think I might know who I want to go with. We're going to okay. make this one quick because we're going on to the newlywed section next, and I'm, uh, I'm a little excited for that. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. I, I don't know about Brian, this answer. you ready? Uh, yeah, I wrote down three names, and I've picked the one that I think is the answer. Have you okay. correctly identified it? Okay, thank you. We have Howard and we have Lundqvist. So this is going to be one that also surprises you. Carey Price has uh, the most losses in the last few years. Makes sense. The Habs Definitely have to play yeah. him. I should have defaulted. I defaulted to the worst teams in the league, and I should have defaulted to like the list of nine workhorse goalies. Who was closest between uh, Howard and Lundqvist? Like I uh, think Howard, quick, quick was the closest to Price, but I think oh, quick was third or fourth. Okay, I guess like over the last couple of years, Lundqvist has started getting fewer games because of Georgiev. So I guess yeah, he lost his chance. I was gonna say my misses are a lot better than Elon's misses. Of course, does it matter? I don't know. It doesn't, but it does to Brian. So let's just say okay. of course and move on. Stefan in the chat, by the way, uh, brought up the the fun fact, and maybe you guys did too. Uh, that and I missed it, but that Bishop and Vasilevsky played together briefly in Tampa. Brian, that's why I said that Bishop, that Tampa <laughs> should have traded. Remember that whole uh, thing I said? Yeah, <laughs> I actually heard the last part, but I didn't know how you got to like Tampa should have. I mean, you go back and Ottawa traded Bishop to Tampa for Corey Conacher. And at the time, you said, well, Ottawa should have, everybody should have kept Ben. St. Louis traded Ben Bishop to Ottawa for, uh, I can't remember. It was for, like, not much. So, Brian, if, do you think Ottawa would be better off right now with Bishop or Leonard? Do they have both Bishop and Leonard at the same time at one point? Yes, I believe, I think, I could be wrong, but I think they did. Um, yeah. Because of Andrew Hammond? They, the Sens, um, the Sens got Ben Bishop... Sorry, did they tra- yes, they traded Laner because of Andrew Hammond and they acquired Bishop because Craig Anderson cut his finger while cooking chicken. Nice. Okay. Uh, so Bishop was like the emergency, like the best goalie they could acquire on short notice for a second round draft pick. I'm, I'm one- Do you know Ben Bishop's full name is Benjamin Manning Bishop the third? The third. Okay, we're going to move on to the next set of questions because we're going to talk about Bishop for days on day. <laughs> so the next one is our newlywed portion of the game how this is going to work is both of you are obviously going to have your whiteboards i'm only going to ask the question specific to one person in the room so the first question for example i'm going to say this one's for elon so elon you have to put what you would put in it and brian you're trying to guess what elon would also put on that if it's a match brian you get a point does that make sense yeah so we're going to go with the first one. We're going to go exactly that way. So this one is Fort Elon. 
I want you, Elon, to name your favorite NHL player. My current favorite NHL player. Your current favorite NHL player. And then who I think Brian and wait, do I want no. Brian to guess it? Yes, oh, you have to be honest and I have to guess it. Okay. Yes. This is all about honesty here. All right. Nobody's putting Tom Wilson down. <laughs> Definitely not Brian. He hates him. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? So Brian, did Brian write what he thinks my answer is? Yes. I'm afraid you're not being honest. I feel like I know. And if, it's, if I'm not right, then you're lying. Oh, we harsh. Go. Okay, well, I'm being honest. Uh, oh. is <laughs> okay. So was lo- he so, Brian, was I being dishonest? I wrote Carlson. No, you're, I believe you. That you. So Elon, you said your favorite player was Carlson. I thought it was Ovechkin. I thought you were going to be like Gusev. Like somebody <laughs> who like, just did really well for you in fantasy sometime in the last two months. Like, or Josh Anderson. You could, you could look at my eBay current bids to verify because I have a bid <laughs> out for an Eric Carlson rookie card right now and not an Ovechkin rookie card. But the Ovechkin one's a lot more expensive. Moving on to the next one. So this one's for Brian. Brian, I want you to name your favorite, who you think the best goalie tandem is in the NHL currently. Ooh. Uh, the thing is, now I, I have to not list. only go with what Brian thinks, but what I think Brian will remember in this moment. Uh, okay. It's a true test of this partnership. I think... I just, I need to like, you know, when you need to see the pictures of all the, all the logos. I think Brian should be NHL. allowed. Brian, go to like Frozen Tools and just look through the list of teams quickly. I'm, I, I'm just looking at the logo. You, okay. you want to make sure that I have all the information. So well, that yeah. Go to Frozen Pools and pull up the top two tandems. No, don't you do that. the answer. I'm sorry. But all electronics have to be cut down now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Brian, put down, down who you think the, so, your favorite tandems are. I already so I already wrote my answer before consulting, and I am sticking with my answer. Though it's there's some really interesting uh, options out there for sure, but I'm I'm sticking with what I've got. He's gonna okay, go Brian, Steve Mason, Carey Price. Okay, <laughs> Betty. Yep. Oh God. I, I thought we were like prompting you, Elon, to guess this with everything before. And Raskin Halak. Okay. Elon, why did you say Raskin Halak? Well, I know Brian loves Halak and he thinks Halak's amazing. And I assume he also thinks Rask is at least pretty very good. So I don't know, but I should have obviously realized Brian's in love with Ben Bishop. We so. just like, I just told everybody that his full name is Benjamin Manning Bishop Third. I think you're wrong for what it's worth, <laughs> but like, uh, that's fair. It's a fair opinion. You want to know, you want to know my hot take yeah. about one of the best tandems in the league? Hit, hit me. Uh, hot take. The New York Rangers might have the best tandem in the league. Are you including Lundqvist in that? I don't even know who I'm including. Pick two. And then, yeah. and then Columbus is also definitely oh, yeah. in the mix. Which just goes to show how like, why you don't spend a lot of money on a goalie because Columbus let Bobrovsky go and Florida signs him for 10 million. And then Columbus comes into the season with two unknown goalies, not unknown, but you know, like two unproven goalies. And then they end up having now a tandem that Brian says is the best tandem in the league. So there it is. I would say Vancouver with everything that they've said done over the playoffs, Vancouver might be up there as well with the best. Mm -hmm. Like they're Demko. Yeah, true. If I, if I see Demko do that for another couple months I, and Markstrom stays, I'm in. But like, yes, they looked very, they, they looked amazing. 
by the way, speaking of Ben Bishop, the oh. pick that went to St. Louis was used to draft Tommy Vanelli, who uh, I don't believe has played an NHL game. Well, thanks for sharing that. Okay, next question. Tom, Tommy Vanelli, famous um, son from uh, from the Mrs. Vanelli's franchise, the food court franchise. Oh, I remember Mrs. Vanelli's the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this if this franchise existed outside of Carlingwood Mall in Ottawa. Okay. Uh, and I also lied. He's not part of that family. <laughs> Ryan. We're going to move on to Elon now. So Elon, this question is for you. Name one thing that you cannot live without. And no, you can't say fantasy hockey. That's a cop out. That's like saying Carlson for your favorite player. You, you've got to go something you cannot live without. Someone you can't live without. Someone or something? Something. Something. Okay. And this is, you got to keep a PG here, Brian. I'm looking, oh wait, so sorry. I'm guessing Elon here, right? Yeah. What's something yeah. I would say I can't live without? So I'm, re- I'm trying to read Elon's face because there's two directions he could have gone with this. I wrote a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. if I'm wrong, I'm going to make Elon feel like a real dirtbag. Let's go Elon first, Elon. No changing. Oh. <laughs> oh, phone. And Dina, I assume, is someone in his life. Elon's uh, wife. There we go. Well, Elon, I don't I know. I originally wrote patrons, but then I crossed <laughs> it out and wrote no, phone. No, you, you scrolled that after. <laughs> also, phone was... Phone was what I thought, but I wanted to make you feel bad. I would have said Dina if, if Tom said someone. I'm not going to call my wife a thing, Brian, because she's not my property. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. Well said. We're going to move on to the next one. So uh, this one is for you, Brian. Who is the better fantasy hockey GM between, between- you and Elon? <laughs> so he has a 50% chance. Uh, uh, Brian just cut out, or maybe it was me. Brian, you I think good? it was you. Okay. I'm here. So you're saying yeah. you're not you don't like the question because I get a fifty percent chance. Yeah, but it's just for entertainment, so don't worry about it. You'll write a great you'll write a great poem. Yeah, in three years. No, you have to write the poem for next episode. Well, you'll have fifty percent chance to to also make it not right. Wait, I haven't had a chance to think about it yet. So I'm trying to think about who does Brian think is the better player. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean. Oh, actually, no, I know what he's going to write. Okay. Wasn't that easy after all? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's show him. (laughs) Oh. I think that... on record that Brian... Go ahead. No, sorry, Tom, for interrupting you. We both wrote Elon, so Brian wrote me. But I know for sure what Brian's thinking. I think Brian... And I don't disagree with him, by the way. But Brian, tell me if this is your thought process. You're thinking under normal circumstances, if you were at 100% capacity, you would be better than me. But because you're so busy with your busy, busy life and you don't have time to check your phone as as much as I do, that's why I'm like a better player because I'm like more dialed in all the time. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I haven't thought about why you're better. But I think uh, when it comes to like in-season management, I think you've had a better success rate at knowing when to drop and when to add players and like how much to invest. So uh, yeah, I think, I think you've got a good read on that stuff. 
I think that when your daughter like goes to university or whatever, and when you retire from being a teacher and we get to just play without any life distractions, then I think that'll be the real test. Cause you used to be a lot better than me, but that was also before we played with in-season management. Cause we used to do all these drafts growing up where we just drafted yeah. at the beginning of the year and you always won those. So I don't know. Now I feel like it's not a fair competition because I'm at work all day on Roto World and like Twitter and seeing everything going on. And Brian like isn't sometimes isn't lucky if I can look at my phone once. Yeah, I will say from a game show host, this has gone a complete opposite direction as I had hoped to. This question was meant to tear you apart, but I feel (laughs) I should be leaving the room right now. Uh, (laughs) It brought us together. There we go. So this one is for Elon. And I'm going to ask the same question to Brian afterwards, just to see where you guys differentiate. So, Elon, who would you take first, second, and third overall in next year's Cupful draft? Well, if you ask the same thing to Brian after, okay, well, whatever. Okay, so I'll think of my answer. First, second, third in the Cupful. Sorry, say it again? He has to guess what you're going to guess, and then afterwards you're going to guess what he's going to guess. Yeah, yeah. It's a test of partnership, Elon, not, not facts here. Uh, well, to be honest, I feel like I'm writing who I would. Ooh. I'm just writing who I would. <laughs> Let's okay. just see how many we match. Yeah, this could just be a match kind of thing. Okay. I think there's one possibility here that where we don't, but I think, I think it's pretty straightforward. Okay, let's, let's see. McKinnon, McKinnon, oh. Drysaddle. In that order, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'll go in that order. McDavid, oh. McKinnon. Sorry, I spelled Pasternak. I flipped the K in the end, so I wrote Pasternak. <laughs> Pasternak, okay. Uh, so why, I guess, Drysaddle, Pasternak are the only two outliers? Where, well, also, I had McDavid ahead of McKinnon, but Brian had McKinnon ahead of McDavid. Yeah, so let's talk about it. You know, there's not a whole lot to choose between McKinnon and McDavid, but I think these playoffs, McKinnon, I don't think it's that... I think some people discovered that he has this other gear and he can, like, be compared and, like, potentially in a be considered more favorable to McDavid. But I think he also, like, did beyond what he already hadn't been recognized for, for being on the same level as McDavid. I think he found a gear beyond that. Well, And I also like McKinnon... Like, I like all the shots he puts on that. I like all the penalties Colorado draws. If I actually had to make this choice, I, I can't say for sure I'd pull the trigger on McKinnon over McDavid because McDavid also has that, like, asset and name marquee value that might be better for trading purposes or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, – I feel pretty comfortable with McKinnon at least equal to McDavid. Yeah, I think that obviously the peripherals – make it close because McKinnon takes so many more shots. You get those extra points, 0.5 per shot in the cupful. Uh, McDavid obviously didn't have a long playoffs to show what McKinnon showed, but McDavid did have nine points in his four games. So, I mean, like, if he would have played the same number of games as McKinnon, I'm sure he would have had an even higher point pace, but uh, we'll Yeah, never but he know. also played against, like, Chicago, a team with yeah. zero defense. No, I know. I just feel like for Mc- McDavid is just the kind of guy where any game he could get like five six points like he just like sort of goes off like i could i i still like mckinnon i'd be a little like oh like what if he goes cold like what if it like he goes cold in a weird way that we don't understand mcdavid 
I would never have that worry about. I shouldn't yeah. about McKinnon either, but yeah. it's there's a there's just a, a small bias there too. Just based on like, you know, when these guys come up and we talk about them and get excited, uh, there's certain labels and feelings that just stick with them throughout their whole career. Uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing where I don't want to have first overall in the cuckuffle. I'd rather have like second or third because then you get your second pick sooner and you're still getting past our, you know, McDavid or McKinnon. So you're Agreed. you're fine. For sure. Okay, so we're going to do two more newlywed questions, and we're going to move on to the fantasy, fantasy NHL stats questions. We're getting close to time, and we're pretty close in points here, 22-18. Just for the sake of that question, because you two lovebirds are just loving each other with all your picks, I gave no points away for that one. So this one here is for Elon again. Elon, I want you to write down what your pet peeve is that Brian does. Oh, and just Brian, one? Guess what you think <laughs> the pet peeve is that you do is. Uh, which one should I say? <laughs> so many to choose from. I think I picked the right person for this question. <laughs> and don't say noodles. That's nerd. Oh, I already did. <laughs> okay, I'll erase that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, now it's harder. I was going to say eating before the show. That's what I had. <laughs> okay, I think it's a point. Give Brian the point. Tom gave it away, but that's what I, that's what I had written. Showing, Showing up, up late. eating slash quote-unquote late to record. Yeah, okay, but my second answer will be, and it's not necessarily his fault, but I mean, it kind of is because no one else has this problem. It's his fan. Part. His computer <laughs> fan that always I need to run extra editing software, uh, like noise reduction to remove the fan sound. It's really annoying. How do you, maybe your work can buy me a laptop too. Like we have all these guests all the time on the show recently. None of them have a fan. It's only because they're not running. They're not running the separate mic, the separate camera. I guess. I don't know. I bought. I bought a new computer. <laughs> I bought a new computer to try and solve like this problem. I tried to solve it with an expensive new computer, and the first thing I did on this, in fact, I don't know if you know. But Best Buy has this policy where you can, or you do know this, Elon, because you have your own story where you can buy something, use it for 14 or 30, like depending on the product, uh, days, and then return it. it. Like no questions asked, open package, used whatever. So I actually went through three different computers to record Mm -hmm. with from Best Buy within my price range and like from what seemed like a reasonable amount of power. And my price range was like, I was willing to spring to not face Elon's wrath every time we're about to record an episode and every computer turning it on for the first time. It's never been used before. I'm not loading anything else on it. I'm just starting it up to record fan on. So I don't know what to say. (laughs) Maybe it's your house is too hot. In the, in the summer, that's legitimately a problem. Like my fan is on nonstop, like even casual use, but right now it's very temperate. My real pet peeve is that Brian hasn't moved to Toronto yet, so I don't get to see him enough. <laughs> okay, that's not your real pet <laughs> We're going to move on. This one's for you, Brian. I want you to think about one thing. So one thing that you appreciate about Elon the most. We're getting real sappy here. We're going with that wow. love sort of feel that you guys were going with. One thing that you appreciate the most from Elon and I want you to write it down. And Elon, what do you think is the, the thing that he appreciates the most about you? 
It's so funny that I wrote the pet peeve. I have things I appreciate also, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> now it's going to be like Elon's the asshole and Brian's like the, the cool guy. <laughs> uh, it's hard because I want to talk about like Elon. There's Elon the friend and there's Elon the, the podcast co- Like I don't, want, I don't want our friendship to be defined right. by podcasting. Tom, should he answer something he appreciates about me as a podcast co-host or as a friend? I don't know. So I want to say as a friend, but he also is pretty secretive with his life. So I also don't want him to feel like he has to give away too much because I know that he is so confidential and keeps everything in a locked box. <laughs> let's Brian, let's do podcasts. Let's do something you appreciate. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't feel like I'm outing anything about myself by saying, by doing the friend. Is that why you're suggesting podcast hosts? I'm suggesting podcasts because I think I have a better chance of coming up with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, which one are you doing? No, Thomas said, Tom said friend. So we're doing friend. Okay. Oh, man. I don't know. Do you, like, ever check his salt intake to make sure that he's just not going off the charts with all the noodles that he's eating? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I should. He definitely is too into ramen, but that's, again, more of a pet peeve. Disagree. <laughs> it, it's a pet peeve of yours how much I like something. Yeah. I'm a bad friend. There's no good answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got, gentlemen? I don't know. I can't even think of anything. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I said fun and Elon wrote generous, which is exactly how we would consider. (laughs) To be honest, to be completely fair to Elon, it is a word that crossed my mind. Generous was like in the top three to five options for me. Um, but I think it says something about, <laughs> I think if Elon's generous with anything, it's complimenting himself. Well, I'm going to give you both a point there. I think that that's what, huh. it, doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference, but I'm giving you both a point, make you both look better. We're moving on to the last round of our trivia. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We have five questions. We are currently at 23 to 20 in points, and okay. there's five questions. So I got this. We're going to do every point now for these last five are worth two points. Ah, making it easier for him to come back. This is like, you know, you go to Redemption Island and you just come back at the end. Right. Or it's like those uh, teen uh, TV shows, like game shows that we used to watch where it's like at the very end of the game, it's worth a lot of points. and The first few rounds didn't even matter in the end. Like Family Feud is the worst for that. Yeah. (laughs) Triple the points in the last (laughs) round. Okay. So the first one is... Who led this year, so 2019-2020, in the regular season in penalty in minutes? Oh, crap. An additional point for whoever, so two points, one point for you for getting it right, and whoever can get closest to however many those, however many pims there was. So you're doing who you think it is and how close, how many pims. This, this question would have been a lot easier, like five to ten years ago. Who would you have said five years ago? I don't know, like someone like, Colton or like some some goon, right? Okay, I've got a, a goony guy. I don't think uh, referred to as goons. Yeah, I guess not a goon, but like definitely I have a person in mind who's known for taking a lot of penalties. Okay, I'm working. Uh, I'll come up with an answer. I will uh. say one pet peeve of mine, Brian, of yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too slow. I'm really blanking here. I should... I should know better. I'm giving you a chance here with extra points. 
Time to catch up? Uh, I don't know. I truly have no idea. I'm going to admit, by the way, that I have cheated a little because I have Connor McDavid's page up that I didn't realize. So I was giving it away that I know how many PIMs McDavid had this year. And the answer is not many. <laughs> so it didn't help too much. We have Marshall. How many, how many PIMs are you saying, Brian? Oh, uh, I don't know. 110. <laughs> okay. And we have Reese with 222. Oh, that's a good guess. Yeah. And you're both wrong. Uh, um, but I'm going to go closest to the number for one point, even though you got it wrong. So the PIM league leader was Evander Kane oh. with 122 PIMs. Oh. oh. But, so Brian gets the point. Don't I get a point because Reeves had more than Marchand? No. Did he? I, I'm assuming. So Marchand had 82. Ryan Reeves had 47. So give me two points, please. Oh, no. Wow, Ryan Reeves was a terrible guess. Why I thought it I was think a Ryan good Reeves one. Had a lot of pit- oh, he's a lot of hits. I guess yeah. I was thinking of hits. Oh, so no. we're getting closer to each other in points. So we're at 21, 23 right now. We have closed the gap. The next- Wasn't that worth two points, though, Tom? No, it was only worth one. You didn't guess it right. We're but not- isn't it? But is, don't it, isn't it du- worth double? No, he said you get it. We had lots of questions before, Brian, where uh, if we both got it wrong, you don't get a point for being closer. One point for if you guess the name right. One point if you guess the number right. Yeah, well. but you said the values are doubled in the last round. Yeah, so it was worth two total. It, one for the name and four one for- points. All right, Brian, are we going to argue or are we going to finish this quiz? Okay. Let's go. All right. The next question is worth. Two points, one for guessing the name right, and one for guessing the plus-minus right. Who led the league this year in plus-minus? I just don't know where the doubling is coming in. I'm one for the name. Opportunity, <laughs> Brian. Pet peeves, buddy. Pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> I see that I'm getting opportunities to double my points, but the points I'm getting are not being doubled. By the way, again, full disclosure, I currently have Ryan Reeves's page up. <laughs> And I know that he was minus five. So now I know to not guess Ryan Reeves. I want to share that. So Brian also knows not to guess Ryan Reeves. Thank you, Elon. I, I, that's, that was very sporting of you. Okay. I've got it. I'm sure it's not right. Elon, just hold tight for a minute or two. And I'm supposed to guess what he was? Yeah, so you got want to guess what the plus minus was. Okay. Whoever is closer, you get one point for guessing it right, the name. You get one point for being closer, closest to the number. Okay. Okay? So, let's see them. So we have Stone with 33, and we have Marchant with 17. This is going to blow you away. So the league leader and plus minus was Brian Graves. What? He plus 40. Oh, so I'm closer for the number. You're closer for the number. That is worth one point, not two. One <laughs> how, how about Stone, ver- not for points, but just for fun. Stone, ver- who did you have, Brian? I had Marchand. Oh, you're just, did you just keep it from the last one? <laughs> no, but clearly I'm like losing creativity. Uh, Marchand was a plus uh, 25. Oh, and Stone was and only 15. Plus I'm 15. totally overestimating so- how good of a season Mark Stone had. <laughs> And I'm and Ryan Reeves. I'm I'm crushing it. I'm doing great. It's not it's not showing. I've like got the good advanced stats. Like I've got yeah. under the hood. They're not showing up in the score sheet. But I have been generally more accurate. I'm Vasilevsky, and you're Lunkvis, <laughs> and I'm Bishop. 
No, well, B- Bishop also has good actual numbers. You're Lundqvist, where he, his numbers are terrible, and everyone's always like, Lundqvist is doing great! He's crushing it! It's the defense! Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to go on to the next one. This is worth six points. What? Ooh, bring it on. Name the top three shot leaders in the last three years. And I want you to, so I want you to rank them one, two, three. And I want you to give a rough approximation of how many shots they've had in the last three years. Like each of them. Oh my God. What are you doing to me? Quick math. Okay. Advanced stats, Brian. Here you go. (laughs) In three years, how many shots have they had? Okay. I just, you know, I feel like I love finding the guys who are just like whipping the puck on net, and then I, you know, I forget them in the in the clutch moment. You know. All right, I, I I've got I, three. I, I threw numbers. I don't know if this is good. I will are you be ready, really Brian. Honest with my successful strategy this year, I drafted purely on shots on goal. Purely and, on shots on goal. So the top three. Let's see them. Who did you have, Brian? We had Burns, Ovechkin, and McKinnon. We had McKinnon, Pasta, and Evander Kane. So yeah. I was the top one, Burns, Ovechkin. That's not my order, by the way. I have Ovechkin, McKinnon, Burns as my order. Okay, can you write down your order, please? You can see the numbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's getting late. So we have the top three are Ovechkin. Yes. McKinnon. Yes. Second. Sagan, third. Oh, I got the top two. So, that's two points to Elon. Brian, can I see your sheet again before you erase it? Because I also got to look at the numbers. Oh, I'll write, I'll write them again. I, I erased them. Brian already rage quit the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's about to like delete the audio file. <laughs> so, in the middle one was pasta. So, I will give one point for the McKinnon guess, even though it wasn't in the right order. So, 2-1. And then the shots were Ovechkin with 1,004. Elon crushed it. Wow. Oh, I guessed 1,000. McKinnon was with 967, off by 67. I will give him another two points for that because he was there. Oh. Sagan was 914. So I won't give anyone points there because you all are. What? Look at me, Brian. Ovechkin 1,000, McKinnon 900. Man, I can't believe I didn't even say Ovechkin. I can't believe that. It's late. You had I can't, teaching. I can't believe I didn't say Marchand. <laughs> <laughs> we are now at a score of 28 to 22. Oh. Okay, because we have two more questions to go. There is a chance probably to tie, if not just sneak into the lead. So the next question is worth four points. Which four players have played the most games in the last three seasons. So there's four players that are actually tied with the exact same amount of games. Hmm. And I will throw an additional point if you can name whoever's closest to the number of games that these four have played. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, This is going to be boring uh, audio listening, but to... uh... Yeah, because there's just going to be a lot of thought. I, I honestly can smell the thought process going on. <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned. Okay. I've got one of the players. Now I have to think of three others. Yeah, I also have one player. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would have you show it, but then you give away answers and I don't want to go there. So yeah, of course, just, of course. Keep going. Man, this is too, this is hard. I don't know. Yeah. Can I just name one? Can, can I, I, I have one. Was this over the last three seasons? Over the last three seasons. I had to make it hard. I had to make it hard. Just think about who the Iron Men are. And then you'll be wrong. <laughs> okay, this is probably boring uh, okay, podcast. So let's see who your one person is, and then we'll erase them off for points. I have two now. Okay. Elon okay, I've written th- <laughs> Okay. We have Yandel, we have Giroux, and Aho, Kessel, and Cogliano. Cogliano was a good guess. So I'm going to go with the number. I'm going to give away those points because all of those were wrong. Uh, Wait, Yandel's right, isn't it? Yandel is not right. Yandel never misses games. Yandel did miss a game. Double check that one. I think that it's just because maybe Florida didn't play as many games before the COVID pause or something. That could have been. It still counts, Elon. Well, how am I supposed to keep track of how many games each team played? (laughs) A real one knows. (laughs) So we're going to go with the games played was 235. Oh. Wait, what? In three seasons? COVID? In four seasons, I thought. Three no, seasons. you you confirmed and All Tom right. said three, but three seasons is like two hundred and forty. Oh, I was doing three plus the COVID. Okay, All I was right. doing three plus the COVID also. Last three seasons: 2019, 2020, 2018, 2018, 2019, 2017, 2018. Okay, two hundred and thirty-five, and I'm going to give that win to Brian because he was closer in numbers. The four people are Connor Brown. Oh, mm-hmm. Max Domi, huh? Darnell Nurse, mm-hmm. and Jeff Petrie. Wow. Montreal Canadiens coming out swinging. I would so, have not guessed any of these. Sit Petrie, Nurse, Domi, and who? Connor Brown, Ottawa Connor Senators Brown. legend. <laughs> okay, wow. Petrie. Okay. Huh. Final skill testing questions. This is quick speed. There is six points up for grabs right now, and we're at 28-23. I thought I got a point there. Yeah. You're at 28-22. You weren't doing so great. Uh, Sorry. Double Uh, it. So we're going to go over the top players in the Cuckupful. We're going to build the ultimate lineup. We're going to start forwards. Who were the top three forwards in total points in the Cuckupful? This season. This past season that just went by, 2019-2020. Hmm. This should be pretty fast, pretty easy. Or is it? I don't know. Okay. You guess it right, you get the right. I didn't put them, do I have to put them in order or just put down three names? Three names. Okay. We got McKinnon, Dreisaitl, Pasta. Three points for both of you. No, Brian wrote McDavid. Oh, uh, crap. I, ch- I had pasta and I changed I it to McDavid. I really read Mac. Good catch. We have 31 to 25 right now. Okay, we're going to do the same thing for defense. This is just for pride now. Sorry, Brian, you're kind of out of this. Elon is our champion, but we're going to do this. This is a little bit of showboating. Elon might be a pet peeve of BK's. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to the top two defense in the cupful last year. I got it. They're the same. They're the same. Okay, two points for both. And then the last one. Well, is, we should tell people what the answer was. <laughs> it was Josie and Carlson. Josie and Carlson. There we go. Not my favorite. John, player. John Carlson. The last one is the top goalie in the Cup Full total amount of points 
earned. This is an average. This is total amount of points earned. Ready. Well, the fact that Elon was ready so fast makes me think that I don't need to think about this too much longer. Ready? Oh, Elon's right for sure. For sure. So with a total score, 32 points, Elon, you are this year's trivia champion. (laughs) All right. Do Do you know that? Just like for backstory. Oh, no, I guess you were... Elon, at one point you expressed to me that you didn't want to do this because it would make people, like, you would be embarrassed. Well, it that's just, when you were suggesting we do, like, a card game from the 80s or something of NHL which would have been Which we're doing next time. Okay. Well, this was great. Tom, thank you so much. So did you come up with these questions? or did Because I know you were asking the patrons. Did you get help from the patrons for some of these questions? I did not get much help. <laughs> <laughs> patrons, <laughs> I was, come I was on. Gonna, I was going to tell some people, I was going to stoke some people up and say that they did but uh i actually surprised i know some people wanted to but i think it was just the time of it uh it was a little too quick for some people to get their questions in and it's not that easy i will say finding questions is not that easy this probably took me a solid hour and a half wow wow and you just spent another two here with us and like we we were chatting about it over the course of the week so like Thank hero. you for putting in that time. Like they, I know it's really hard to come up with questions. And I have to say that was a really, really fun collection. Like you hit a lot of different uh, like feelings and, uh, and categories. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was great. It was like not too, too hard, but not too easy. It was that perfect sweet spot. Tom, you're the new Alex Trebek. Uh, well, he doesn't come up with the questions, but yeah, that was awesome. Tom, you know what? To thank you next year when we're competing in Cupful tier one, I'll take it easy in our matchup. I'll uh, like maybe bench one of my players one day. Uh, pick Huberto in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll do. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thanks so much, Tom, for hosting this. Brian, I look forward to hearing your poem on Sunday, uh, which by the way, we still haven't decided what we're going to do on Sunday for that. So maybe we could chat about that either tomorrow or after this, depending how tired you are. Uh, patrons, thanks again for another month of your support. We hope you like the show. Definitely. Give us some feedback here if you want us to do a trivia challenge number two at some point, or if you're like, never do this again. If you're saying never do this again because it was terrible, maybe just DM that privately because uh, oh, then we'll just tell, and then we'll tell Tom like everyone loved it. But I'm just kidding. I'm sure they loved it because this is a, a blast. Uh, great. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Elon out. <laughs> you're not yeah. even going to like let us say goodbye. You're just going to say Elon out and I didn't, leave. I didn't turn it off. Elon out. Brian in. <laughs> well, no, it's just rude of you to leave before we're all done, we're, before we've all left. I think okay, it's a Elon, when he does that. Elon in. Brian, <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> Brian out. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. Hello, everyone. We are back on Sunday in real time after. I hope you enjoyed that patron cast episode, but we have one final piece of business that we have to get to. So Brian is back with me once again, but as you heard in the show, we had some stakes in that trivia contest and your boy, Elon, as you heard, won the contest. I'm sure you're all very happy for me. I feel like, Brian, you were for sure, like, getting sleepy at the end. I think it went past <laughs> your bedtime. We, we did too much banter at the start, which ended up pushing the time forward. And by the end, you forgot that Alex Ovechkin is generally the league leader in shots. And so maybe I got a freebie there. But either way, I'll take it. And because of it, I think you have a little something prepared for me. 
I do. I do. I'm a good sport, uh, even though, you know, I stake my reputation every time. But for some people, that's not enough. So, Elon, here is a poem, the poem you have earned for beating me at trivia. <clears throat> Dear Elon, you beat me at trivia. I hope you enjoyed it. Now pee in a cup. Let's see if you roided. Though Red Bull and coffee are legal, they might have still helped you know how the Minnesota North Stars boasted a young Mike Medano. In any case, I believe you deserve the W, just like Pop Van Theo Fleury deserved their cups too. I only wish we'd had more time. All night I'd have stayed, and then I'd have had more questions right than OEL had points, or games played. My ego is sore, even though I knew you'd be good. Losing gave me a bigger shock than a dishwasher ever could. <laughs> well done. It's, it's not, oh, I still have oh. more. I just, like, I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> Can I still, can I correct you even though you're mid-poem? Did you say Potvan oh. won a cup? That didn't happen. I'm saying they deserved a cup. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay. I guess the idea of having a chance against you was truly absurd. I had less hope of beating you than Benjamin Manning Bishop III. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll suck it up. Won't debate this and that and wear the L out in the open like an Islander's hat. Can't forget to thank our host, Tom. He helped us really have a ball. If you're ever looking for a Wayne Gretzky impersonator, give him a call. There can be no doubt, it's undisputed, you see, that the Trivia Champ title, unlike Dina, is your property. (laughs) Well done, Brian. So I believe Tom now has to sign off on whether that's a good enough (laughs) poem. And if not, you'll have to do another one. But Uh, that was pretty good. I'll be surprised. I'll help you dispute if Tom says that it's not sufficient. That was awesome. Thanks, Brian. And uh, But I shouldn't thank you too much, because I earned it. So, yeah, I guess you still thank someone for something you earned, right? I wrote you a nice poem. But you had to. Yeah, but I could have done, done worse. But then Tom would have made you write another one. I put some thought into <laughs> I, it. You're welcome. Well done. For, for someone who's so generous, you're not generous with your compliments. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was amazing. I'm definitely going to re-listen to this later. Uh, but in the meantime, Brian, how about we cue the outro music and we can wrap this whole show up, which always starts with you reading the credits. All right. This episode of the Keeping Carlson Fantasy Hockey Podcast was presented by Dauber Hockey and powered by our patrons. Thank you to everybody who is joining us for just a buck a month during the playoff slash off season in September. It's weird, but thank you all for joining us and getting into the patrons on my Facebook group and the Discord server. Yada, yada, yada. Logo art by Brandon Weeb. Outro music by the Vans Warp Tour alumnus Pat Roach. This episode was researched with help from Dauber Hockey, Frozen Pool, Dauber Prospects, Natural Statric, Evolving Hockey, Cap Friendly, Charting Hockey, Hockey Reference, Hockey Biz, Hockey Database, Leap Prospects, and Roto World. Great job, as always, Brian. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back at you with another episode next week though i should say i think we might do something different also next week we might be going back to our beat writer interview so we'll keep you posted well you'll find out be subscribed and you'll hear what it is and hopefully you'll like it that's all you have to do and if you like it maybe you could also leave us a written note on itunes with a five-star review we'd we'd really appreciate that but enough asks from me thanks a lot for listening and remember fantasy hockey is for everyone